Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Blizzard Watch's newest D&D podcast, where we're going to be playing Wild Beyond the Witchlight. That's the newest adventure from Wizards of the Coast. And our story starts in a carnival in the Feywild, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope it's going to be a lot of fun. I am Liz Harper, and I will be DMing this game. Now I'm going to start with like a preamble to introduce our story, and then we'll introduce all of our players. So the traveling extravaganza, known as the Witchlight Carnival, visits your world once every eight years. You have a dim memory of sneaking into the carnival as a child without paying for a ticket. That memory has grown foggy over time, though it still conjures a weird mixture of emotions, wonder and awe, loss and regret. During this visit, you lost something. You tried to find it, but the carnival owners, a pair of elves named Mr. Witch and Mr. Light, were decidedly unhelpful. You approached Mr. Witch, a stocky elf with dark skin, and he said, silly little screeching cricket, you forgot to buy a ticket. So you tried Mr. Light, a tall elf with pale skin and a gaudy costume. The carnival goes round and round, the multiverse is our playground, nothing's free and nothing's lost. Every visit has its cost, and you are shooed off by carnival hands. As time passed, your heart became less heavy and you gave less and less thought to those childhood events. Now, for reasons you can't explain, the longing to retrieve that which you have lost has resurfaced, as though an old spell has faded away, allowing you to feel the loss as sharply as if it happened yesterday. The witch-like carnival has returned and you find yourself standing near a ticket booth by the entrance at twilight, just as the carnival is about to open. There, you meet others who look just as troubled as you, and they look familiar. Uh, now, we're going to introduce our players, and I will start with Anna. Hello, I'm Anna. I will be playing Moss. She is a human ranger who has lost her memory and identity. She also has a wolf. Its name is Puppy. And Joe? Hello, I am Joe Perez. I will be playing Alistair Hoppleton. A Hangron, or bunny person, uh, fighter. And uh, last time we were here, I lost my ability to feel mirth. Uh, so since then, I've become a very, well, dour would be maybe a generous word. Um, very serious individual who has poured everything into maintaining his family's legacy, as well as keeping his troublesome sister out of, well, any th sort of thing that she gets herself into. Uh, she doesn't seem to have good self-preservation skills. Um, and let's go to Liz P. Hello, I'm Liz Pat, and I will be playing Zilthana of House Leoden. Zilthana is an elven elf ranger, and when she last encountered the carnival, she couldn't find her way home again, or her way home anywhere. Uh, now, Andrew. Hi, Andrew Powers. I'm playing True Shot E. This, he was a high elf, uh, recently turned into a dampier. He is a fighter ranger. When he was here, he lost his ability to come to uh, conclusions. What um, has all the pieces to a puzzle? He just can't come to a logical conclusion with what he's discovered. And last but not least, uh, Matt. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm playing Hippolyta Millicent Hoppleton. And I don't know what everyone else is so bothered by. I didn't lose anything. I'm not 
disturbed. I, nothing scares me. Nothing, you know, I'm not afraid to do anything. Take my clothes off in front of strangers? Of course. Jump into a beholder? Well, if I met one, I would probably do so. Really, there's absolutely nothing to be lost. And I spend almost all of my time trying to get my incredibly sour brother to smile or laugh or enjoy a single thing ever, no matter how ridiculous I have to act to get it to happen. But for some reason, he won't. It's quite disturbing. I feel very bad for him, of course. But personally, I think I'm great. And I, I don't know why we're here. And I'd really like to leave. Let's go. Let's not be here. Why be here? This place, this place is not good. It wasn't good then, and it's not good now. All right. So our group is out in front of the carnival entrance. The first stars of night are twinkling overhead, and there's an apricot-colored sunset just kind of tinging the horizon. Giant dragonflies whir overhead, trailing streamers, and a low mist curls over the ground. Through a floral archway, you glimpse wondrous and vibrant creatures. Elf stilt walkers, dancing fairies, painted performers. Everywhere there's laughter, pixie dust, bubbles, and the wistful tune of a whistling calliope. You are just in front of the ticket booth, which, uh is a wooden booth decorated with an animated depiction of the night sky, shooting stars arcing across it. On top, there's a silver dancing fairy surrounded by fluttering butterflies. And an elderly goblin is perched on a stool behind the counter with a looking glass, and he's just peering at you from a distance. I kind of poke my sister a little bit. This This is kind of your job. You talk do the thing i'll remind you that you're the one who wants to come here so what does one say when asking for a favor please also possibly one could say it like one wasn't congested or or having some kind of dyspeptic issue but fine i'll I'll do this favor for you i step up to the to the goblin he lowers his spyglass and says greetings fair goer hello uh yes i need two tickets one for myself and one for my brother um, so is anyone else coming up to the ticket booth? I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm lurking. I'm hanging back. I'm still not sure that I feel so good about being here. Far too crowded. Too many people. Mm. I'm used to being alone. There, yeah, there are indeed a lot of people. Um, I will say all of you have a recognition of each other. Even, even Moss just has a feeling of recognition. Even though you don't remember your past, you just kind of have this inkling these people seem just slightly familiar to you yes uh, i just don't know if i trust them yet that's fair they are they are an odd group so going back to hippolyta is that how i say your name i prefer hippolyta but you can say what you wish your pronunciations <laughs> are your thing hippolyta okay the goblin there says ah two tickets those are adult tickets well as been established by Serving me, I am an adult, so yes. Ah, well, yes, yes, those are eight silver pieces each. Can I get your name? Um, I'm willing to let you hear my name, but I'm not giving it to you. I want you to understand that. I keep my name. Ah, very well, yes, yes, I don't, I don't take it, I just need to know it. He has, like, a clipboard that he, and a quill that he's getting ready to write it down with. My name is Hippolyta Millicent Hoppleton. That's a, that's a familiar name. Let me, uh... Let me look here for a second. And he digs around under under the counter, and he comes up with a box, and he opens it up, and he says, yes, 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 yes. 
and he pulls out a pile of tickets kind of wrapped up in a piece, wrapped up like in a ribbon. And he opens it and looks at it. Ah, yes, I have a ticket has been reserved for you. Here you are. And I have several others. Do you have, do you have an Alistair with you? Yes. Alistair? I, yes. I, I, I kind of like scowl like and look at the per- look at the goblin. Yeah, that would be me. Okay, I have a ticket for you as well. Are you here with a group of any kind? I have I have a few others. Let's see. I have three others here. Well, there's that person trying to hide over there. I remember her from the last time we were here, but she doesn't seem to be coming over. Um, excuse me. Uh dark sinister woman. What do you want? You've got a ticket here. For me? I assume so. Maybe. Maybe you mm. have a ticket. I, I, have some, I have one down here for Zilla, Zilfanta, Zilfana, and one Zilfana. for me. Ah, yes, yes. Well, here you are. He hands you a ticket as you come up. I walk uh, up um, behind the bunny people, glare down at them, grab it, and walk away. My hand never leaves my sword. Down. Why is everyone so unfriendly here? Uh, let's see, a ticket for moss? Is there a moss out here? That is me. So I walk up to the counter, okay. and I give the goblin the side eye, but I take the ticket, and then I retreat uh, to the edge of the group. And True Shot, that is an unusual name. True Shot, is there someone like that with your party? Ah, so you've heard of my show back from the elves then? No, I have not, but I do have a ticket for you. Oh, 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 yeah, that, make, that makes more sense. <laughs> And he hands you your ticket. Each of them has your name written oh. on the back. Hippolyta turns to look at True Shot. You have a show. Oh yeah, I, I'm an archer. I I make you know trick shots with arrows and. and oh, and that explains the name. You weren't born trick shot, and yeah. I. It's pretty obvious that Hippolyta is flirting real hard with you out of nowhere. And I'll step forward and just kind of excuse my sister. She has no. I believe the word is barriers. And you see that he, he just does not uh, get it. Like, just completely. Oh, well, I'll need someone less gruff than my brother to show me around the carnival. Would you be willing to do so? I do believe. Excellent. I grab his arm. <laughs> now, the goblin the goblin holds up a hand and says, just just a second. Let's, let's explain these tickets. Now, you see each ticket. There are eight punches on it. You get it punched when you go on a ride. You have eight, no more than eight. That is it. If you want more, you need to buy another ticket. And to prove that you have a ticket, you must wear these while you are in a car. You are in the carnival. And he reaches behind his stool and he pulls up a pair of brightly colored butterfly wings that, you know, attach to your back. They are sized for you. They are not like tiny butterfly wings. They are like, if you were a butterfly, these are butterfly-sized wings made of just cloth and wire to hold them up. And he hands them out to everyone. Why? How how astonishingly dreadful. I put mine on and then try to get (laughs) Alistair's on him. No, 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 I don't, no, stop it. You have to wear it. No, why? You're the one who wanted to come here. I I grab him out of your hand and I stare at the goblin. Why? Why these dreadful things? Because... We need to be sure that you have a ticket. This is an extremely obvious way to tell that you are a ticket holder and are allowed into the carnival. You wouldn't want to come in without a ticket. 
but you gave us a ticket. Why can't I just show the ticket? Because uh, yes, obviously now, they can't go around stopping everyone and constantly demanding to see their tickets. It's a carnival. Yes, that would slow things down and be rather unfun. And also, the carnival is a fun event. Why not celebrate the joy of being here? He doesn't feel those things, I'm, mm. I'm afraid. Uh, perhaps you can learn while you're at the carnival. It's all about joy and laughter and fun. You know, all those things that you don't like. So why are we here again? Oh, because you wanted to come here and find something. So put them on. Fine. I put Meanwhile, I've, I've still got Trickshot's arm. I, I is, put the wings is anyone, on. Is anyone else interjecting into this conversation? Just I'm just happily putting on my wings, and I actually have a little smile. And I say, ah, this reminds me of my fae friends. But then I start frowning again and don't say anything. I lean over, grab the wings from the odious little man, and say, this is offensive to my people. Ah, uh, well, we have different ones. We have different colors. Would you like, um... He pulls out a pair that are purple with, like, glitter on them. Oh, there's different colors. Do you oh, have, yes. Do you, have, gonna... do you have any orange and black ones, like a monarch? But I, I like monarch. Oh, but... yes. Yes, yes, yes. He digs around and hands you a pair that are kind of I, I monarch wings I, I painted. Have, I haven't taken off the ones that I put on before. <laughs> I'm, I'm just putting these ones on as well. All right, all right. That's that's a good look on you. We can do that. Also, uh, I will have... buy another ticket. Uh, I'll give him another eight silver. <laughs> okay. I like rides. All right. Actually, all right. you know what? Eight silver ahead. I've got the money. I'll buy another ticket for everyone. Not everyone in the carnival, just these people. Oh, very well, very well. Well, he'll pull out tickets and scribble down names on his list and hand you eight more tickets. Does this mean my brother has to wear another pair of wings? I glare uh, at the goblin before he even answers, and I just just kind of like shake my head in the no. You aren't required to wear a second set of wings, but since you have a second ticket, you could if you like. He won't say yes to that. So, <laughs> trick shot, tell me about yourself. <laughs> well, uh, okay, so it's everyone going into that. the carnival. I'm, go I'm going in. I'm kind of trying to pull Trickshot in with me, so <laughs> either he comes or he doesn't. I mean, I I'm moving as a group, though, right? I'm not letting my sister out of my eyesight, so... Yeah, okay, I so we're all heading inside. It's a big grassy field with lights strung over it. There are colorful tents and uh, booths set up. Everything's decorated. The carnival's just opened, but there's already a crowd of people going through. And you hear just kind of that sort of happy chatter you hear when lots of people are around. Laughter, some, some like little shrieks of delight are coming off to your left as you come in. And kind of directly ahead of you, there are a few stalls, and you hear a calliope playing a cheery tune. I don't know why I was so afraid to come here. This doesn't seem that bad. Not that bad? It's so, so loud. I'm standing at the back of the group, and my hand is in Puppy's fur. Puppy is almost as tall as I am, and well, I look very unhappy. Oh, I mean, it is a carnival. I, I assume that they would generally be somewhat loud. Uh, I don't like it. Okay then, brother. This one likes. This one is like you. I I, I don't know how to respond to that. You think we I... don't talk much? Oh, I appreciate that. I give a very small <laughs> nod to Alistair. And I kind of not smiling, but a little nod. Remember the lesson of winter. You will be fine. 
I feel like I've gone to the carnival with the goth club. <laughs> what Apparently. is this? What is this lesson of winter? Having ice will protect your heart. And she just sort of stares off into the distance. Uh, right. I'll write that down for later. Uh, so after a moment of kind of standing around here and talking, you see coming towards you a 12-foot-tall walking tree, which is garlanded in ribbons marching down the thoroughfare in your direction. Emerald clouds swirl above the tree and rain down golden spinning sycamore seeds. Can, there are other can, fairgoers. I just want to make sure we're not in its path like it's going to step on us. Because if, uh, if, if, if that's the case, I want to move to the side. <laughs> you are in its path, but it would be easy to step out of its way. And you're not... It's at a distance. It's at the end of the path coming towards you. Okay. Um, and there are fair doors crowding around it, trying to catch the seeds before they hit the ground. And as the seeds fall, there's a squirrel scampering along the branches of the tree, handing out dandelions to passersby. Oh, um, I don't particularly like dandelions, but... So we have no uh, memory of the things we've lost, right? I think you're aware that you've you're you're aware that you've lost something, and you like you and you certainly know that you used to have you used to be different. You used to laugh more, and maybe you attribute that to something else. Maybe you attribute that to just growing up. But you do feel a sense of loss tied to the carnival, and recently that loss has come back as a very sharp feeling. And that's what compelled us to come back here. Yep. I look around and I look at my sister. I just want what was feel was taken from us. Where where should I? Nothing was taken from me. I gained something here. I know you feel the it too. Tree can... Yes, I feel very much like coming here was a mistake. That whatever is here is not something we need, and that we should go as quickly as possible. But you wanted to come <laughs> here, so it's a carnival. Let's do carnival things. Maybe that's where you'll find it. This thing you want back. <laughs> The tree continues to come up in your direction and is and now let's not kind of get right stepped near... on by a tree. And I'm, I pull on Trishad's arm. Come on, come on. Let's not get stepped on by a tree. The tree says, well, hello there. And the squirrel comes over towards you on a branch and hands out some dandelions. I, I Hello, Mr. Um, I don't know your name, sir. I say to the tree. Uh, I'm, I'm Northwind. Ah, uh, yes, Northwind. Th that's a beautiful name. Um, my you. brother here... Uh, we, we were here about eight years ago. Well, not here. I don't think it was here then, but it's a carnival, so it goes places. Uh, he's yes, convinced yes. that we lost something here, uh, I, uh, and he'd like to find it? Well, there is. There's a lost and found over that way. Okay. Maybe uh, it's there. You never know. Well, I mean, we could certainly start like there. These golden seeds, like like acorn seed size, are continuing to kind of slowly fall to the ground. And a couple of other carnivals jump up and catch them as they're falling, some kids. I suppose a lost and found would not be a bad place to start. Are, are the rest of you? I, I turn to the, to the two who are kind of like off behind us. Are, did you lose things here too? I don't yeah. know. We kind of, I kind of look awkwardly over it at the elf and... <laughs> we seem confused, you and I. Don't worry. It sounds like we're all here for the same reason. Something drove us here? Carnival. You don't you didn't lose anything, Trickshot? I don't know. I lost recently lost my taste for the food I used to eat and like that salty 
smell in the air smells good. I think I'm here for carnival. That's that's interesting. I wouldn't have thought one had lost carnival food, but well, at any rate, so as I didn't lose anything, uh, I'm I'm going to head to that lost and found to get get Alistair straightened out and then ride some rides. Does anyone want to either take one of the seeds that are falling or to accept a dandelion from the squirrel? I took a dandelion and like, you know, since I'm a rabbit person, I can't put it behind my ear, but I, <laughs> I've still got it up there somehow. I would take neither because I have oh. no reason to take either. Oh, come on. Have some fun, says the tree. He can't. That's what he lost here, apparently. <laughs> Uh, well, or maybe perhaps he gained a stick. I'm not sure. He mm. might have gained a stick, and it might be wedged somewhere. I, I won't say where. <laughs> I just kind of glare. Well, while you're, but she's not technically while wrong. You're here, while you're here, you ought to try to have some fun. That's, that's the point of all this. May I have one of those seeds? Uh, yes. Bill holds sort of, out her hand. He sort of holds a branch in your direction and kind of shakes it, and a seed falls into your hand. I thank you. Trick shot, would you like a flower? Um, um just just a minute. Just a minute. As you as you pick up the seed, you feel just this sense of joy and delight. And you you almost want to just giggle with the joy of being here. And um you have gained the following personality trait until the dawn. I am easily amused. Zothana smiles a smile that looks like it hasn't come out in a very long time. Moss watches um, Zothana and she's very intrigued by the seeds. She likes plants. So okay. she steps up to the tree and also asks for a seed. Uh, and have it one? shakes another it shakes one into your hand and you have gained the same thing. You feel just kind of joyful to be here. And everything just seems like you should kind of giggle at it. So Moss laughs. Just like a little giggle. <laughs> and she stares at the seed closely and mutters to herself, I wonder, I wonder what I can make with you. I, I, and then she, she, notices that, she notices that Puppy is growling at the squirrel. Puppy is, is not happy about the squirrel. And the I sort of laugh at of, Puppy <laughs> and tell her to be quiet. The squirrel kind of glares down at Puppy and uh, tosses an acorn at its head. I'm going to try and catch the acorn before it hits the dog. Okay, give me a, I don't know, dex roll, acrobatics, something. Okay, I'm deep reasonable at acrobatics. Natural 20, 24. <laughs> you just swipe that thing out of the ground, easy as can be. Let's see, that dice roll, the way out of my dice tray. And as you snatch the seed... It turns into a gold coin in your hand. I look at it for a minute, um, for a second, and then hand it to, uh, I forget who's the, the, the dog belongs to, Moss? Moss, that's me. Yeah, I, I hand the coin. I think this was for your dog. It was coming a little faster than I thought was appropriate. Don't underestimate Puppy. She's much faster than you. But thank you. Uh, <laughs> exactly. All right. And then I laugh. I say, wait, that's a puppy? How big is she going to be when she reaches adulthood? <laughs> I have no idea. Puppy has always been puppy. So Hippolyta, mm -hmm. Trueshot, and Zil Zilfana, are any of you going to try and grab an acorn for yourself? Oh, wait, Zilfana already did. Never mind. I could ask Alistair, but I assume the answer is no. Nope. He would he would have zero desire to pick it up or or interact with it, so he would he would just kinda not bother. 
Okay, um, so. Now, Hippolyta said I should take uh, a dandelion, but not going for a an acorn. Okay. What oh, about you, Hippolyta? Get an acorn. Get an acorn. I already touched an acorn, didn't I? Uh, you did, but I'm going to say you got it for someone else, so you can yeah. get another one. No, I, I you don't. Grab money, money is not particularly wants. useful to me. So, And I don't need to be easily amused. I kind of already am. So not 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 looking to get one of the seed things. Oh, okay. And so who is taking a flower? Me, uh, Trickshot, because I told him to, and apparently that's all you're going to do with Trickshot. I thought I thought it was True Shot. Is no, it True Shot or Trickshot? It, it, it was True Shot, but now he calls me Trickshot. It's or she calls me Trickshot. It's cool. You said your name was Trickshot. No, no, he, he does. He, he said, does trick shots and stuff, but like as a, a as a career. But didn't the guy at the gate call you Trick Shot? That's why I've been calling you Trick Shot. N- no, sister, the goblin at the gate said True Shot. <laughs> You're a silly bunny person, aren't you? And I look Since a little bro- amused that I'm laughing so much. Since my brother is the last one who spoke, I I'm confused by that. I am also very confused. I kind of like I I have this image where like uh, Hippolyta and Allie both like cock their head to the side at the same angle and just look at you. Yeah, like he's the silly one. <laughs> I've been working really hard at this. You're Perhaps both silly. the flower has <laughs> addled you. Might I have a flower? I'm curious. Uh, yes, you can. You are handed a flower by the squirrel. And the squirrel tells you, make a wish. Just blow on the dandelion and make a wish. It's, it's very important. I mean, that's what you do with dandelions, right? Lathana pauses, closes her eyes, and blows very hard on the dandelion, trying to release all of the fluff in one go. Okay, excellent job. Will you tell me what Zoltana wished for? Zoltana wished to find her family again. Okay. Now, uh, Hippolyta? Um, I didn't know that that was a thing for wish for dandelions. Um, okay, uh... Uh, yes, yes, that's that's what they're for. You, you make a wish. I just thought it was pretty. Um, I, I blow on it, and I wish that Alistair gets what he wants, and that nothing happens to me. I don't change. I like who I am. Okay, and True Shot. Um, he's still not understanding like the new hunger that he got from being turned into a dampier, and he likes that salty smell, so he wants to find out what's making him so hungry, or to get that food or something, so... That's what he's wishing for. It blows. Delicious carnival food. Well, that's that's always a good ask. And now if no one else is going to try to get something, then uh, Northwind will sort of trundle further down the road past y'all. And you can really go any direction you want. What a delightful tree fellow. At this point, I haven't realized I've done it, but since I was interacting with, with my brother, Allie, I've let... Uh, true slash trick shot go <laughs> i'm sorry by the way i honestly did think your character's name was trick shot that's why I was that's fine him. he was letting, he was letting <laughs> you call him trick shot and you can keep calling him that if you want i was like i uh, would be so- embarrassed but i can't be so yeah i'm just like oh that was that was rather silly of me so um you are kind of on the main path in the carnival it's sort of a big figure eight and sort of behind you to your left you kind of you see some booths and you hear like distant shrieking Happy shrieking, mostly. Uh, ahead, directly ahead of you, in the distance, you see the big top, a massive striped tent. Off directly to your left, you see these bubbles floating up in the air with people in them. And ahead and a little to your right, you, see, you hear the sounds of the calliope. 
and uh, you were gestured to lost property, which is to your right and kind of back around the corner. Well, suppose we should go try to the lost and found then, shouldn't we, your brother? I, sure, that sounds like a fine place to start. And, um, true shot, there are stalls all over the place that sell different kinds of food and sweets and drinks and just all sorts of things. Okay, so the first, like, biggest, saltiest, greasy thing he finds, he's just gonna go buy something. Okay, so on your way to Lost Property, you stop at a stall and they offer you, I don't know, what do you, what kind of salty food would you most like to have? Uh, anything that's like on a stick or and or deep fried, so like corn dogs, good or like some kind of big kebab thing, anything like that. You find like a giant corn dog and served with like some like spicy mustard, and he like the guy the guy behind the counter there hands it to you and says that'll be one ticket punch. So like the ones that take the ride or. Yeah, it's it's the same thing. You can you can buy different kinds of foods, and you can also get into different areas and rides with a ticket punch. Okay, so hand over the ticket for that. Remember so that you've got two tickets. tickets. Yes, I I am going to ask y'all to keep track of how many punches have been taken on your ticket. Okay, then you after, got sixteen total. So yeah. after he gets that, instead of like eating it like he would in his uh, dampier vampire thing, he just kind of like bites down and like starts sucking on it. And the carnival hand behind the counter so kind of looks at you a little oddly and says, well, okay, you you do you. If that makes you happy, have a cheerful day. Boss is staring at True Shot and is both snickering but also sort of grossed out. And that is a curious very way confused. To <laughs> well I mean, isn't it obvious he you know that nobody else sees it? He's like satisfied. He's like, ah, I don't know what it is. I've been craving just sinking my teeth into something like this for so long. It's the, it's the vampirism. He's like, what now? Nothing. I kind of sidle over behind my brother now. My hand is like very gently resting on the the large sword at my side. Let's let's get to the lost and found now. Okay. Yeah, that seems like a good idea. And I and I keep myself interposed between my sister and uh, True Shot. Uh, so while you're heading to the Lost and Found, you walk right past the Calliope, and you hear a merry tune spilling forth from an from uh, an instrument on the back of a brightly painted wagon. A monkey wearing a dark cloak covered in buttons turns a handle at the back of the wagon, sending music into the air from rows of golden whistles. And as you watch, a goblin dressed as a ladybug toddles up to you, rattling a tin cup. It, this okay. is a what? A what that came up to us? Huh? A, a goblin in a, a goblin in a in a ladybug costume. Ladybug. With the monkey's wearing the cloak. Like, the monkey is wearing a cloak. And it's just they're just shaking a tin cup at us. Are there uh, coins yes, in the tin cup? The tin cup is full of buttons. Buttons. And as the as the goblin approaches you, the monkey says, Spare a button if you please. I'll sew it next to all of these. And if you look over and you see his cloak, it's covered with buttons. Do I have any buttons? Maybe. Maybe you have some buttons on your clothes you could pick off. Maybe you just happen to have buttons in your pockets. Does Alistair have I'll buttons in his clothes? No. Everything is, everything would be like uh, traditional, like with wraps or uh, uh, cords yeah. or things like that. So there would be no yeah. buttons. Okay. Uh, I'll roll a d20. If I okay. get above, If I get above a 10, then I'm going to say I have yeah. 
lots of buttons on my clothes just to be annoying to him. You know, every, everyone can, can do the same role if you want to. Uh, 19. So yeah, I have buttons. I got lots of buttons. Um, <laughs> okay. I will pluck a button off and, and imagine like, you know, have someone's going to have to sew another one back on my clothes when I get home. And that's interesting. And I drop the button in the cup. And the uh, monkey just grins at you like this big monkey grin. Wow, that's disturbing. And the, the goblin, the goblin smiles and does a little curtsy. Thank you, thank you. True shot like stares at him and says, "What shrunk uh, you, uh, person, into this small size?" It's a goblin. I just, I, I, I am the size. I. This is me. This is all you get. Uh, not that it's a, of concern to me, but that was very rude. Oh, but I've just never seen a person so small. Even a even a goblin isn't that small. You, but this goblin is that small. You literally just spoke with a goblin at the front of this carnival. Is your memory also oh. gone, friend? Oh, the goblin wasn't as small as this person in a cloak. Oh, was the goblin that, at this? Is this goblin oh. noticeably shorter than a, the previous that's goblin? A, that's a monkey, right? In the cloak? Yeah, there's... There's a monkey who's turning the crank on the calliope, and he's wearing a cloak covered in buttons, and there is a goblin in a ladybug costume in front of you with the ten cup collecting buttons. That goblin is not noticeably shorter than the previous goblin, is yeah, it? Yeah. No, it's goblin-sized. Oh, he thinks the monkey is a goblin? He thought the monkey was a person. Oh, okay. The, the monkey can talk. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, 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 no, no, this is a monkey. No. Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't know you weren't. He were a monkey. That's that's what that was. I I understand now. I think. And the monkey kind of gives you a confused face, not smiling anymore. But like give a minute, him, he's not smiling, and then he smiles again. Give him a button. Well, you, you owe him a button. button. He uh he pulls out. He like breathing tight. His chain armor pulls out a button from clothes inside and hands it over and says, "Not really too sure why we're giving buttons over either." Well, you're giving oh. a button because you insulted him. Both I, of them. I appreciate the buttons. Look at, see, you look, look at my cloak. And he sort of holds his cloak out with one arm while he's still turning the calliope crank with the other arm. And it's just covered with random multicolored buttons stitched on. Like every stitch is a little different. Like it's been done with a lot of different hands. See, I just, I can't have this button cloak if I don't have buttons. And... And I'm happy to give you a smile in return. These two buttons will be a nice addition to my collection. The ladybug has come over and kind of shown him what's in the tin cup. It is a fine. Yes, I like it very much. I have no buttons to contribute, but I wish you well on your gathering. Oh, I I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Every button helps. So does anyone else want to give him a button? Yes. I walk up and say, I'm sorry, my friend. I have no buttons. Is there anything else I can give you that is in my ability to give easily and safely? Oh, well, I I appreciate your company. A good smile is always appreciated, even if even if you don't have any buttons. Zothana gives what is the second smile of the day, which is very confusing to her. <laughs> um, so if no one else is giving buttons or wants to sit and listen, you can head around the corner towards the lost and found. Yep. I mean, I, at this point, I will kind of just like make sure I'm still between my sister and the now vampire. Uh, and uh, just I don't I don't actually know that he's a vampire. I'm just 
I was just reacting to what he did to the. Yeah, but it makes sense. And Alistair is like his job in his brain is to keep you safe. So he's always going to be between you and a perceived threat. So if you say the word vampire, he's going to assume that this is a threat, at least for now. Uh, so he'll just kind of stay in there between the two of them while we head over to the. At this point, I've kind of forgotten about True Shot. I'm not flirting with him anymore. I'm just kind of looking around. Like, oh, there's so much here. Moss hasn't done anything. She just has watched everything. Again, sort of slightly laughing, but confused as to why she's laughing. But she does (laughs) lean down and whisper to Puppy, I would never make you wear buttons. And that's all she does. Um, Let's say anyone can make an insight check to see if you have kind of an idea what's going on with true shot i got a 14 i'm gonna say this was i'm gonna say this was dc 15 oh i got 17 how do Um, i roll insight (laughs) just click just click on the number Um, next to the insight on your character sheet yeah so you see the list of skills kind of in the middle of the page it starts you should see in the middle okay yeah yeah so you just click on the number Oh, I didn't do so good. Okay, only eleven. Um, so Hippolata and um, Zulfana both made the check, and you, you def- you, you may not have a lot of experience with vampires, but you definitely know there's something strange and unnatural going on here. I'm actually without going having to... without having an ex an expertise in dampier, I'm not going to say that you can specifically say, oh, he's definitely a dampier, but you know there's something unusual here that is not natural in an elk or an elf <laughs> you know those I'm, blood sucking elk they're dangerous <laughs> i'm gonna like i'm gonna still stay behind my brother i'm just gonna like poke and go true shot I, I i don't mean to be rude uh it happens sometimes and I, i'm sorry i'm just going to ask are you a vampire what why why would you think i'm a vampire you well, have a kind of unusual pallor um you, the way you, you would, sunk your teeth into the food way you seem confused you seem confused about the concept of food uh, and you've been having strange cravings uh just it's just a question i I don't judge um if if you are a vampire as long as you don't bite me i'm perfectly happy with it and if you're not i apologize i just wanted to get this out in the open nonsense i've only ever met one vampire in my life and that was oh just like three months ago but it said vampire do anything Possibly bite you, possibly, I don't know, um, engage in some sort of ritual. Or I mean, yeah, he did actually drink my blood and then force me to drink some of his own. But I don't know why that would make me a vampire. Oh, I don't either. I, I'm, I'm not tremendously familiar with vampirism, but I do think you should get that checked out. Possibly, I don't know if there's a doctor for that. Maybe a cleric could be useful. I, I don't know. I truly do not know how to react to this. My character is just kind of staring at him. Like, and I look at everybody else. You all heard that, right? I- I'm talking to him, brother. Of course I heard it. I am very concerned. I have to admit, uh, it-, it is a surprising revelation. Um, but I-, I don't find any malice from Trickshot. Trickshot, whatever. Um, I like Trickshot better. I'm going to keep going with Trickshot. Admittedly, that does sound like a better name now that it's been said. But I mean, if, if you don't like it, if you don't like it, I'll stop using it. I, I I shouldn't go around forcing names on people. Like I used to call Alistair something else, but he really did not like it. And then we are after a, not going down that road again, sister. Yeah, he chased me around the house quite a lot until I stopped. <sighs> I I promise, brother, we won't speak of the chuckles incident again. Right, and I just <laughs> I just stare at her 
and I move on towards the lost and found. He really didn't like it. Um, I, uh, okay. then scamper, I scamper after him. So over here you see um, it's really just a wagon and outside the lost property wagon is a large feline creature with midnight blue fur. It has a pair of tentacles extending from its shoulder and it wears fake butterfly wings. Hanging from its collar is a small wooden keg and it's roughhousing with two young boys. One is of the boys squeals. What, what size is it? Uh, it's pretty, like, it's like, it's, it's larger than, a, it's like a very large panther. So, okay, so it's full-sized, it's not like a little kitten or nothing, yes. it's a giant full-sized. No, okay. no. Yeah, it's a full-sized displacer beast. I don't know that any of your characters would know what a displacer beast is, nope. but that's what it is. It's, it's a displacer beast wearing butterfly wings that is playing with two children. And as the, as it is... Uh, roughhousing with these two kids, one of the one of them squeals again, Dearla, again, while the other hangs around the creature's neck. Oh, how cute and possibly horrifying. I mean, it's not trying to injure them in any way. No, I know, but it's got tentacles, and generally speaking, I'm I'm not super thrilled to see those. Just two tentacles. It's not menacing anybody with the tentacles. I said cute and possibly horrifying. I didn't say it was actually <laughs> horrifying. Moss is very intrigued, and even though Puppy is not, she says, tells Puppy to sit. And stay there, Puppy. And she approaches mm -hmm. the beast and the roughhousing kids, very curious to know more about this strange animal. The kids so, pop up to you and say, hello, hello. We like meeting people. Hello. I don't like meeting people, but I want to meet your friend. Oh, oh well, I, I guess that's Dearla. Hello, I like Dearla. meeting people. I come up to the kids. Hi, I'm Hippolyta. And I'm Vero, and I'm Alowen. Uh, where, uh, is this your friend, or are you, it's people? Uh, oh, Dearla, Dearla's watching us until our mom comes back. What is Dearla? And, uh, Dearla stands up and applauds over. Um, Dearla is, uh, actually corrects the kids. I'm Delagrum. Delagrum. And I, Delagrum. And I'm just keeping watch over them and keeping watch over anything that gets lost or misplaced while we're while we're here at the carnival. Oh, do you run the lost and found? Uh, yes, yes. Oh, excellent. Uh, brother, this is the person who runs the lost and found. I walk up. Greetings. This well, is my brother. Bows its head. Uh, do you keep all things that are lost here? Uh, every, everything that's found, yes, the carnival hands bring in anything they find that's been lost, and we keep it here. Uh, Jerlagram goes back to the wagon, where there's a large street sitting outside that has a random assortment of things. Huh. Not and the kids go, go, go follow over. Go take a look, see if you find the thing you lost, and then if you do, we grab it and get out. For, and certainly don't look for anything anybody like me might have lost, because I didn't lose anything. Which is exactly what I do. <laughs> I go and I look for, see if there's anything that like calls to me or like looks like it would be something my sister lost. Because even though she told me not to, I will find it and shove it back out. You don't see any, nothing calls to you here. You see a lot of assorted things. There's someone's jacket. There's a shiny ball that might have been someone's toy. Um, It's just, it's things. It's things that people misplaced, lost, dropped, forgot about while they were here. But they're just, they only seem to be things. I come and back, 
kind of like shake my head at my sister and uh no i didn't find it i know one, one of the one of the kids peers in to the box while you were when you walk away and picks up the shiny ball and delagrum says nope and snatches the ball back with a snarl and a flick of one of its tentacles in the air and the child squeaks in fright and runs off into the crowd and darla oh. bounces up Dearla bounces up and runs a few steps after him and says, no, come back, Gero. I'm going to take off trying to catch the kid. Yeah, I would too, immediately. Okay. I'm going to use my so, acrobatics-y stuff to be like bouncing off tops of things and so forth. I, I would do the I same thing. I want to be thing. dramatic. Like. Um, so give me perception checks, and since you're bouncing and kind of getting some air time, I'll say make them at advantage. And anyone else can do this as well. This is a DC 15. I did uh, not. I got a twenty. I got a ten. But I would feel like I pra- um, I'm practicing f- like working with my twin. So if Hippolyta spots, I will just bound off in the same direction. Uh yes, and um, da, da, da. and I would be actually gesturing to him because we, we we do this kind of thing. Yeah, this is this is normal yeah. for us. You you find Vero a ways away from the lost and found booth at uh, one of the you know just one of the stalls looking at sweet candies displayed there. Okay. Uh, I come up and go, excuse me, uh, whoever's running the place. Can my friend have some candy? Uh, well, that's one ticket punch for anything you want. I'll hold my ticket out. And he will punch your ticket and, uh, you know, offers Vero just a tr- there's a tray of candies, uh, just all manner of sweet things, little like chewy caramels, little pieces of fudge and he winds up giving Vero like a sack of like lemon drop candy and Vero just grins at you oh thank you Vero uh, were you there because your mother had you being watched or were you lost oh I I wasn't lost mom just asked if Dirla could look after us for a little bit well your brother is still back there um shouldn't should we maybe go back I, I mean, I've never seen Deerla get mad before. That was a uh, little scary. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. And in point of fact, uh, I would be concerned if I were you. I admit you should, probably shouldn't touch those things because Deerla takes them. Uh, what's her name again? That wasn't Deerla. Um, uh, it's it's Deerlagram. Deerlagram takes them very seriously. Uh, why don't we go back? Uh, we'll make our apologies. I'm, I'm sure she didn't mean any harm by that. And, and we'll try to get everything cleared up. And How's that sound? While they're talking, I okay. will go over to the vendor and get my card punched and get a another bag of whatever candy uh, the child okay. got. Yeah, to it's give, just to hard, give to the hard flavored candy. Yeah, to give to her brother. Okay, so y'all go back to the lost and found booth, and everyone who was staying there just sees them coming through the crowd with the child between them. Um, Delagram runs up and says, "I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry." Uh, I didn't mean to here. And um, wow, actually, I'm not sure how to do this. Let's let's go have some apple juice and kind of leads leads Vero back to to the cart where there are some glasses full of apple juice, like an apple cider. Here, take one, take one. And the kid warily does and sips it and seems a little calmer. And his uh, his brother sits with him, and they both drink apple juice and share candies, and they seem pretty content. And I will 
place the other bag of candy with them. Oh, candy, candy, thank you. Um, I, I give my brother a look. It says basically like, mm, good, good job with the candy. Um, and Delagrum comes up to you and says, thank you. I, I can't lose them, certainly. It's very easy to get lost here with the crowd sometimes. Uh, I, is their parent coming back? Oh, yes. I'm sure she'll be here within the hour sometime. Okay. Um, my brother has a question about things that are lost that are not so physically tangible, perhaps? He, yes. Where would one find things that are more esoteric, I think? is Like, say, when someone lost their memory, and I, like, I, like gesture over, like, to, you know, come here, come here, please elucidate your needs, sort of gesture at them. Or perhaps, you know, the ability to be happy. Those are very odd things to lose. Certainly people lose a lot of things. And Durlagrum has uh, set down again, you know, within easy sight of the two kids and has the shiny ball in front of, in front of them and is kind of absently pawing at it. Uh, it's things like that that are lost are very hard to replace. They wouldn't wind up here. They aren't things like that. Then perhaps you could expand our knowledge of where one would go to. I feel very strong that what I lost is here, but I don't know. And that is quite vexing. No, it does sound quite vexing. People have gotten lost sometimes, and that's not good, but I haven't heard of... There's an odd atmosphere in the carnival right now. I'm, I'm very concerned that Mr. Witch and Mr. Light have been on edge lately. But I couldn't tell you about what, just it's it's unusual. Are they the ones that are in charge? Yes. Yes, they are. I look at my sister. Perhaps we offer to talk with them and find out what has them uneasy, and maybe they can help us find what we have lost? Oh, I, I don't know if they would talk to just anyone. Uh, I assume that they were the ones that would have reserved tickets in our name, yes? I can't say. Usually there aren't tickets reserved. Oh, I chose the tickets. They they were waiting for us. I I don't know what to tell you. Usually you just have to buy a ticket. I've never heard of Mr. Witcher, Mr. Light just giving the tickets away. Oh, we still had to buy them. Where... Then Galagrim kind of tilts their head, kind of confused. We bought one. The other set was... Given. Oh, yeah, right. That's right. That's right. He's right. Where there was a set waiting, and then we bought the other ones. Let us say that we wish to thank them for reserving the tickets. Where would we find them? I, I do not think. They, they aren't very talkative to outsiders. You might sneak in somewhere and maybe listen to see what they're up to, or see if anything's bothering them. I've been, I've been worried, and Delagrim is still kind of pawing at the ball. Well, we still need directions, dear. And while while that's um, happening, I take out um, a couple metal like spheres, like meditation balls, and I start rolling them around uh -huh. in my hands in front of the uh, delagrum, since they seem to absentmindedly like silver things. While my sister is talking to them, uh, in the hopes of maybe some persuasion with advantage. Okay. Um. I I want to pause this and ask if uh, Moss, True Shot, or Zoltana as anything they're doing or want to do right here. No, I think I'm just watching this go on. Moss didn't go chase after the, the kid when he ran off. Instead, she sort of drifted over to the box of lost items, and she sort of absently 
rifles through them and she's been feeling a little unsettled this whole time. She doesn't understand why she's been drawn here. She she doesn't really recognize any of these people who are around her and this talk of something being lost is just kind of sitting in the back of her mind and she's she doesn't really know what she would have lost here. She doesn't remember having been to this carnival. She's she's giggling at everything. She's just feeling a little unsettled and confused and kind of biding her time because she that's how she's survived this long as she waits and she watches. So she looks through the lost and found to see if anything maybe speaks to her. I don't know if that's something I need to roll for. Um, but I don't think she finds anything just yet. Um, I say while you're while you're kind of digging around, you see you see a wooden magnifying glass where the lens is missing. You know, kind of polished wood, and um, it does kind of call to you. That's an interesting thing. So I pick up this object that I I don't remember having seen it. I'm not sure how it would have lost its lens, but I just kind of hold on to it and I'm turning it over in my hands and wondering who might have really lost it. And Delagram I'm only half- glances. Delagram glances over at you and says, Ah, you've lost something too. Mm, it's all too common at the carnival. I don't know. Mm. I'm not happy being here, but I'm happy being here. <laughs> I think I'm confused. And I hold out the magnifying glass and I asked Delagram, when was this lost? It's been here for quite a few years. Probably well at the bottom of the box. Hmm. I Moss is again thinking. She's she's not used to again having this many people around and feeling so confused. Yeah. So she kind of ponders and then looks up at Delagram and is like, How do I know if it's mine? Well, if you aren't sure what you've lost, I say sometimes lost things have a feeling when you see them and sometimes that's just it they'll feel familiar hmm puppy come here and my giant wolf gets up trots over she's still sort of growling a little at delagram but i hand out the ignores him uh, i hold out the magnifying glass to puppy i'm like does this make sense to you i ask and puppy sniffs it and she kind of stares at it and she just sort of woofs and then trots away. I'm like, hmm. Puppy usually knows about me, but I, I'm so confused. I don't understand. Can I keep this for a while and think about it? She asks Delagram. I'm sure that's. I'm sure that's fine. And Moss nods and says, "Thank you." And she slips the broken magnifying glass into her satchel and then kind of drifts away and follows Puppy. To just watch the rest of the events unfold. Um, actually, Zil- Zilthana, did you want to do or say anything? So Zilthana goes up to the box, gives it a very brief once-over. Says, nothing here looks like what I've lost. I don't think people would fit in this box. She kind of wanders away back towards uh, the gathering, muttering to herself about shrinking people. No people. No, we do not keep people in the box that would be that would be very rude and uh delagram still has that ball and she's sort of staring at it i mean i've lost something too what did you it's very hard when you lose things it was my my cub star she just she was just gone she was here and then she was gone and sometimes 
things sometimes people do wander off but it's it's hard to deal with that i understand that it's hard to deal with things you've lost i i too feel like with this i have lost my sense of mirth sometimes since i i'm not looking for anything and i don't want anything back i've pulled out my flute and i'm just kind of gently playing along with the calliope music i'm just trying to match it okay you want to do a performance check and we'll see how well you're playing sure you're you're a bard you have to do at least one performance check for playing an instrument well i'm not rocking it because that's a nine <laughs> um, so you're you're giving it a try, but it's an unfamiliar tune, and you're a little off kilter there. I definitely don't want any of this stuff back. Whatever you think I lost, I don't. Want. Uh, well, I like. Are you talking I, to no, Delagram? No, no, I'm playing the flute, so I, I can't talk. Okay. It, it, you have to blow into okay. the thing. So yeah, I'm I'm not saying nothing. How long ago did you lose your cub? <sighs> Recently, within the last, it was just ten days ago. But time can be a weird thing here in the Feywild. What was a few days for me could be weeks or an hour to someone else here. Well, I mean, we could look All for the I, know is, I was thinking you? this. I was thinking the same thing, sister. Moss nods and says, I'm a good tracker and so is Puppy. It would be the right thing to do. I'm, I'm positive she's not in the carnival. She would have come back if she were still here. She would have found or someone would have found her. Well, I, mean, I just don't know. Do you remember the last place you saw her? Which I know is what everyone always asks when something is lost. <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, it is a decent place to start. I, I think she was, to the best I know, she was over towards the Hall of Illusions talking with Candlefoot. And Candlefoot is? Ah, Candlefoot is our resident mime. But he does have a very sweet, soft, soothing voice when you can convince him to talk to you. Okay. Uh um, since nobody else yeah. seems to have any particular idea of how to proceed, perhaps we could go see if we can find Candlefoot and get them to tell us anything and go from there. Perhaps if we can find your cub and bring them back, you can be more at ease. I, if you can find her, I would appreciate it. Her name is Star, and this was uh, her favorite toy. Oh, the ball? Yeah, it's, it's like a really sparkly, shiny ball, and she offers it to you. All right, I'll... Uh, just until we find her, I take it, yeah. put it in my bag. Well, and it seems as good a start as anything. And she does point you, she was saying earlier, you might try and listen in on Mr. Witch and Mr. Light to see what might be bothering them. She does say they're usually in the staff area, which you can't really, it's to get into the staff area. Uh, but you might also catch them in the big top. You might be able to get into the there's kind of a dressing room in the back where staff hang out sometimes. Okay. As good a place as any. So, yes, you are pointed. So, if you, at the Lost Property booth, you can kind of see along to your left, you see dragonflies taking off. Ahead of you, you see a carousel spinning around. And, I mean, uh, it's, it's a carnival. There's lots and lots of places around a carnival yeah. that might attract a small cub. Yes. Actually, I have that wrong. It's to your right. There are dragonflies taking off and flying around. And uh, the smell of food from a bunch of stalls, and car there are carnival games off in this direction. Perhaps, and sister, we should give the object to the tracker? Oh, yeah. I pulled the ball out. and, and it's a, Was it Moss or Silvana? Moss. Okay. Moss. Uh, I'll hand it to Moss. Say, this is apparently the uh, child's toy. So I know Puppy can't actually track 
But can I do some uh, sort of roll to see if I get any clues from it? Yeah, give me a survival, me a survival check. Though I, I warn you, it's going to be a very high DC because it's been a while that Star has been missing. Okay. Um, survival. Oh, there it is. Okay. I think the kid already included that it was Witchlight that stole the cup. That's 22, though. I got 22. I'm, I'm yeah, that's good a really good roll. Um... Hmm. Let me think how you would get this information. Uh, well, I'll say you, you hand it to Puppy to sniff, and Puppy kind of sniffs on the ground and plods off through the crowd. Follow that puppy. Right. Yeah. Follow that giant wolf puppy. <laughs> and I start taking off behind Puppy. We've hunted this way many times before. Uh, so uh, Puppy goes off towards the left around the corner and approaches the hall of illusions and sort of stops well outside it and kind of gives it a suspicious look maybe a low a low growl Alistair makes the same type of growl when seeing it as a hall of illusion (laughs) i scratch puppy behind the ears and whisper thank you and i scratch alistair behind the ears and say thank you stop stop it stop it You're going to act like the puppy. <laughs> it would appear that we need to go in. We're looking for a mime, correct? Well, that was that was one person we were said we could talk to. I like people who don't talk. But then if they don't talk to us, we don't get anything out of it. You'd be surprised. I would. <laughs> well, can, I, I, can I have the ball back? Since it was vouchsafed to me, I want to make sure I keep it. I roll my eyes. I'm not really Vibin Hippolyta's general character but i reluctantly hand the ball back and then i turn to puppy and say let's go inside approaching the hall you see there's a glass cabinet standing near the entrance and inside the cabinet there's a wooden mannequin of a grinning raven-haired young woman in witch's attire with a green flowing cape that hovers inside the cabinet at the top of a set cabinet at the top of the cabinet a sign reads tasha the wizard known for her hideous laughter and while y'all are approaching, you see a halfling couple holding hands as they head over towards the cabinet. One of them is wearing a butterfly paint face paint, and it all they both look very festive, smiling like they're having a good time. The one wearing face paint stops holding the other's hands and drops to one knee in front of them and pulls out a box. And the other halfling just laughs, starts laughing, falls to the ground, rolling around laughing hysterical with laughter and the other halfling just looks horrified and runs into the house of illusions just runs away in the first direction they can find this place is not okay so i true shot concludes then that because that one didn't laugh that must be the mime because they were silent Um, and there is actually someone standing in front of the Hall of Illusions who's like uh, looked back towards this person running through without getting their ticket punched, but does not try to stop them or follow them. Um, the I'm going to go up to the one that's rolling around on the ground in laughter and see if I can help them. Um, hang on, I need to double check how long Tasha's hideous laughter lasts because I think it lasts a little while. It, uh. it does. It is a one minute. One minute. Oh gosh. Yep. That's um, it's concentration up to one yeah. minute. Uh, yeah, so she's on the ground laughing for like a minute and there's nothing you can do to stop her, even though like if you help her sit up, 
she's just like waving her hand, like kind of upset and startled, but she can't stop laughing. I'm also snickering then because I'm still easily amused by everything. So I'm annoyed that I'm laughing still, but I'm also kind of giggling. Um, I will patiently wait next to, to... Yeah, like I help her get away yeah. from the, the, the thing. Like I move if her you, away from it. If you've gotten close to her, then you need to make a wisdom save. Totally my strong suit. 100%. Actually, it's not bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, only a 13. Uh, that was what you needed. Uh, so yeah, you feel kind of a spell trying to get you, and you seventeen. Yeah. Yes, both of you. You feel kind of the effects of a spell trying to grab you, but I, I actually, you shake it off. I actually know this spell. Like I've got it memorized. Uh-huh. It's a spell yeah. I can cast, so I know it's hideous mm-hmm. laughter. Mm-hmm. No, I'm asking. Yeah, I'll say you can recognize it. You're familiar with the spell. Okay, I, I you know, as we get away, that's a spell. I can cast that spell. I know that spell. That's that's not a good spell. I remember when you cast it on me. No, it is not. <laughs> to be fair, no, there's nothing. I was being a dick. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, so the, the halfling's going to continue laughing. Are y'all staying with the halfling? Is yes. anyone approaching the Hall of Illusions or the person in front of the Hall of Illusions? I, I feel um, Alistair would wait with the halfling to make sure uh, you, that they're okay. You do right. that. I'm going I'm to go... Ready. I'm going to go question the mime. Uh, would any of you like to go inside and possibly try and find that halfling who ran away? You know, explain to him that it wasn't anything. It was a spell, perhaps. I care most about finding the cub, so I'm going to also talk to the mime. Okay, is anyone going into the place? Okay, I will go in and find the halfling that ran in. I will go in with True Shot. Get your tickets okay. punched. All right. Yeah, both of you get a quick ticket punch and go inside. We will actually we will start with the people who are searching. Um, let me just look and see what kind of roll you're supposed to make. Uh, give me perception checks, both of you, or one of you can help the other and have advantage. Uh, both of you got just high enough. Um, so you run into the Hall of Illusions. There are mirrors on all sides and as you walk past a mirror you see yourself at different ages the first mirrors show you as a child and then as you walk past other mirrors you see yourself aging older and you walk around for maybe a minute twisting between all of these mirrors and you find this halfling the halfling is gazing into a mirror and on the other side of the mirror you see not the halfling, but a little girl wearing a pig mask, who's whispering to the halfling's younger self, who's reflected in the mirror. Sultana goes up to the halfling and touches his shoulder and says, excuse me. As soon as the figure in the mirror, the little girl, notices someone else is coming, she runs away. And you, she runs off further into the mirror, I guess, and she vanishes from your sight. All right, I'm going to look behind me to figure out if that was a reflection of someone in the room. Uh, you do not see anyone else in the room, just reflections of yourself and Zilthana and this halfling. Do dumpiers show up in mirrors? Do what? No, do. Dump, dump Would a dumpier show up in a Oh, I don't mirror? know. That's a good I, question. I actually don't know. know. Well, if it doesn't say you don't show up in mirrors, I'm going to say you show up in mirrors. I'm just curious. Make this extra confusing. <laughs> <laughs> That would make this confusing. <laughs> I shake um, the so uh, halfling's shoulder. And uh, they they look up to you and say, 
you know, there are tears streaming down their face. Uh, yes? Your companion is still outside. I know, but, but, uh, I can't stand all of that to be laughed at, like, like that. It is but a spell. Our good bard identified it as such. I'll buy it very bluntly. You may wish to go outside and check on them before continuing further. Really? It was just a spell? It was, that was, you're sure? It is but a spell. So the halfling brightens, like, noticeably and, like, tries to wipe their eyes and straightens up a little, trying to get themselves together and will uh, follow you outside if y'all are going back out. I will try to lead them out and my utterly fallible sense of direction will have me going elsewhere while the halfling likely ends up outside. Um, yeah, maybe maybe True Shot is the one leading you outside. <laughs> yeah, I, I still have, um, yeah, I still have um, directions. Although, I looked it up and Dampiers uh, do not show up in mirrors. Okay, so you do not see yourself, you do not see yourself in any of these mirrors, but, um, Lathana shows up in the mirrors. Reuben shows up in the mirrors. Oh, the halfling's name is Reuben. There you go. So that's, that's a little odd. Zoltana, I say you do notice this. It's not subtle. There are lots of mirrors in here. I, I uh, true shot and say, lead on if, yeah. if you are able. Which I guess is how I don't get on the way out. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no, there's no distracting reflections of you. So, yes, you'll find the way out. The halfling, the other halfling has stopped laughing and has gotten up and is wiping tears from her own eyes because that was really not good. And this halfling, Reuben, runs towards her and embraces her and, uh, you know, tries again, offering her this box, which has a ring inside. And then there's, like, happy shrieking and laughter and all of that. And uh, they seem to be okay. I mean, they seem to be quite content and suitably rescued. The mime, Candlefoot, who is the one sitting at the front, is kind of staring over there, looking very, very sad. Uh, so, Alistair and Hippolyta and Moss, you were, sta- were you all staying with the mime? Oh, I was going, I was leaving my brother with the mime. I know my. I was going to the mine. I was stay, yeah. I was staying with the uh, the yeah. halfling woman. Yeah, I think just me and okay. Hippolyta. Okay, so so Moss and Hippolyta are both going towards the mime, and um, yeah. So you approach this, and I'll you see uh, this this gentleman, tall and kind of lanky, and his he looks a little like grayed out. He's very monochromatic. You know, his skin is a little too pale. His eyes are just a flat gray. His hair is a plain black. He's not like, even his clothes are a little monochromatic, kind of like a photograph, a really old photograph where all of the color has washed out. Uh, hello. He waves at you. We're looking Uh, for a cub. My dog puppy has tracked the cub here and we need to return Star to her, to her family. Have you seen her? He shakes his head and frowns exaggeratedly. So you've never seen a displacer but cub? Tentacle shoulders? And he he nods. Wow, role-playing a a mime is really hard. (laughs) So you you have seen the cub, but not recently? He nods again. Maybe eight days ago? He 
he thinks about it, kind of putting his head in his hand, like kind of this thoughtful pose, tapping his temple, and then he shakes his head. Where were you when you last saw the cub? And he sort of, he makes like a, a walking gesture with his hands, like stepping, and he points back over towards where the lost property would be. Not the large one, the small one. Moss is getting impatient. And, and he nods and kind of uh, moves his hands to like indicate a small object. Why don't you show him the toy? I wonder okay. if that would help. Uh, I produced the ball. Uh, this was Star's ball. Uh, our canine, well, your, her canine friend uh, tracked it to here. The smell of the, I assume the smell of the cub. He, he shrugs his shoulders, an exaggerated gesture with his arms out. Moss is getting frustrated. And so she comes up close to the mime and says sharply, Do you know what it feels like to be lost? To be separated from everyone you know? Do you know how terrifying that is? How scary? Why would you want that for some other creature? We need your help. He just shakes his head really fast, and his eyes are kind of big and shocked and unhappy. And he points at his throat, like tapping, and then opens his mouth like he's talking, but no sound comes out. Moss is frustrated, and so she starts pacing. She hates the idea of a cub alone and sad. Well, um, if he's not able to help us, perhaps we should simply look around the area. He tries again, like tapping on his throat and then covering his mouth. I understand that you can't talk. Like I, I, I seen. Mm-hmm. I, I believe you're saying you've lost your voice. Am I? And he nods his. He nods his head very energetically. But that doesn't help us find the cup that you don't. You say you don't know anything about, even though we tracked it to here. Um, I don't know how you lost your voice. Uh, and you could, I suppose, attempt to mime that out. But I don't know that it would be tremendously useful. Um, so yeah. He, just, he shrugs, frowning. I mean, I could try a spell. Or is there like a potion that could work if I have alchemy stuff? Um, this is not the kind of thing that could I. Hmm. I'm just gonna say flat out, this is not something you can fix with a potion or alchemy or a spell. Okay. This is a different kind of magic. Hmm. I was just hoping I would. I don't have any way to like say project my thoughts into his head and have him project his thoughts out, like say a <laughs> character I usually play. I mean, so, um, <laughs> yeah, this character, I could make him laugh, but he would probably be silent. Um, yeah, I don't think that would help. No, no. Well, Moss is, again, frustrated and Moss, kind of muttering under her breath about... Well, ugh, why don't you, why don't you take... Here, I pull the ball back out. You, you take the ball, um, take, take Puppy, and see if you can find any trace around here. Like, just the area around here. I'm going, to try, I'm going to try and uh, work with our mime friend. <laughs> now right, you wanna, here's what I'll we're gonna go do out of character, I'll go out of character for a minute and says, tell you the book says here's a fantastic opportunity for you to explore your hidden talents as a mime and That's, I'm just like no <laughs> yeah well, the, the book and I are kind of possibly on the same wavelength because as you pointed out <laughs> mime, you know, bards need to make performance checks so mm-hmm. I'm going to attempt to mime what he's saying like we're going to try and tap into a collective mimeness here i'm going to attempt to do some miming and he's going to you know help me figure out what he's trying to say okay uh, so here comes a performance jack uh it's an eight so 
so I don't think we get much of anything out of that. But you know. uh, no, he kind of he he tilts his head and stares at you, and then shakes his head. And now, now you try t- for me. You you do something so I can try and interpret it. How did you lose your voice? And he he shrugs, putting his arms up in this exaggerated shrug gesture, and just his eyes are wide, and he mouths something at you. Okay, can I? I'll attempt to read his lips then. Uh, yeah, give me. I guess I that's perception. Know. Yeah, you could give me perception. That's an eight. So yeah, I don't read his lips. Yeah, you don't know. This is quite frustrating. He, is it? He, is it, Mister? It does Mr. seem. Witch it does seem Mr. like he does not know. Do, do you think it's anything to do with Mister Witch and Mister Light? Did Did they do anything? He He scrunches up his forehead like he's thinking, and then shakes his head. So they didn't do anything. All right. Um, and he like puts his arms in front of him when like an X kind of gesture. I don't know if that means they didn't do anything or that I shouldn't talk to them. Um, <laughs> so, all right. If the cub was here and it was uh, based on my tracking friend, why wouldn't you know about it? He points to himself and makes kind of some standard like mime gestures, you know, right. like gonna try box, in- kind gonna- of like, and then, try insight and here. Then he, and then he points points away from you, points down the road. Okay, that's a fifteen on an insight check to try and understand what the heck that meant. <laughs> you think maybe he's saying that he performs somewhere else? Like possibly he is not standing here all the time. Hmm. So there's another place where you let's say perform. Uh he nods his head. I'm going to do try and do some miming of you know how do how you know, tell me where it is in some fashion like i'll perform various places like the the place we saw with the the the, the candy and the loss you know just try and get those those ideas across to him <laughs> okay 22 um okay i mean you you know that he can hear you right you can just yeah. ask and he can okay but i'm, um, I'm doing Matt, the mind Matt, stuff. Matt's doing his character yes this this is <laughs> This is this is Apolita. She is extremely extra. So she's like, as she's going, yeah. she says, she does like a little mime thing to try and get it across. I, I feel like this has been longer than like the time it took to get the halfling man on, right? Like at this point, the, uh, the uh, yeah, are... yeah. It took like it took a minute or two to find the halfling and find their way back out. Then, as I see my and sister, so yeah, as I see my sister miming with the mime, I walk over with like a sh- like sheaves of paper. And a quill and ink, and I hand it to the mime. And he like smiles at you and nods. Oh, sure, fine. Yeah, I was sitting here thinking, you know, there's a really simple answer to this if mm-hmm. y'all would make the connection. That was, seems too obvious. I was just waiting, literally, because this is exactly what my character would do. This is the most straightforward approach. I was just waiting to be done with the halfling woman so I could walk over and ruin the charade fest. Uh, so now everyone can come over here if they'd like, or I got a twenty-two on that. Wander point. off if they'd like. Yeah, that was a really. You have a career as a professional mime if you want it. You were you were quite stellar, sister. However, time time is that I'm not sure how much we have. Um. So so Candlefoot writes out that he hasn't seen Star for over a week. She did sometimes. She played all over the carnival, but he is not always in front of the Hall of Illusions. He performs in the Big Top and uh, participates in the crowning of the Witchlight Monarch. He's not always here, and he hasn't seen her in over a week. 
he knows Delagrum is very upset about losing her pub, but he doesn't, he has not seen her recently. Moss, you are certain that puppy uh, indicated that the cub came here? Do we know if... Do not question puppy. Puppy is much smarter than you. Very likely, yes. <laughs> uh, and I look at her and I look at puppy inside, or did the trail end here? Well, don't question Puppy, so um, apparently you'll have to find some other way to find out. I'm asking for Puppy's guidance. I figured that would be acceptable to Moss. Yes, Puppy wants to help. Do we do another survival check to keep... Uh, sure. Drismo? All right. Sure. Uh, 19? Um, yes, Puppy is does not want to go into this place. They are just kind of go up to the entrance and whine. So inside uh, is definitely where we have to... <sighs> I don't know. I read that as if puppy's whining, that means not inside. Or just puppy doesn't want to go inside. Oh, puppy does not want to go inside. But is puppy indicating that that's where the trail leads? I will I will simply tell you, yes, he thinks that's where the trail leads, but he does not want to go inside. Okay. Then it, I will not force puppy that they do not to do. However, I will be going inside. And I look at the mime. Do you have to punch my ticket? He, he nods. I hand over my ticket. Well, punch mine too, because I'm not letting him go in by himself. I'm going in too, but Puppy will stay outside. Okay. I walk over to uh, Alistair and say, Be forewarned. Our fighter friend, True Shot, casts no reflection. Yes, that would probably have to do with the whole vampirism thing that we established earlier in in our escapades, but I appreciate your forewarning. I I turn to True Shot. You should really get that looked at. (laughs) He shrugs like, I don't know why you're all so concerned about this. Okay, do you normally not cast a reflection? Have you always not cast a reflection? I don't know. I thought I used to. You Again, you, you encountered a vampire. It drank your blood. It made you drink its blood. And now you don't cast a reflection. I really feel like you should get that looked at. Can, can I make a, Can I make like an insight check to see if I can figure out it, like if uh, what True Shot lost was like their common sense or something like that? <laughs> um, sure, sure. That's a 10. I have no idea. You might. Yeah, you, you well, maybe. Just, maybe a little. You, you aren't sure. He's True Shot does seem a little like he's not putting the pieces together here, but you don't know. Not for sure. Right. Well, after we're punched, I will uh, start inside. I'm still keeping an eye on True Shot. Are we all going in? Uh, y'all I can mean, follow. Well, I would say I'm going, going in. in. What about you two that were already in once? Are you coming in or are you staying out? Do we need to get our tickets punched again? Good mime. Uh. My mind will shake its shrug and shake his head. Oh. Then I will go in. Well, yeah, I said so at first, but deal just, yeah. I confidently stride in. Hand on my sword. Uh, okay. Um, I've got, this time I switched out for the pan flute because the big flute is too complicated for, <laughs> I'm just playing on a pan flute now because I play music when I'm nervous. So I'm doing uh-huh. that. So this is a really large tent with a mural of shifting images that show grinning fairies diving into pools of color, and the shapes that uh, the shapes of the tent's pointed canopies rotate in spirals, and the whole display is kind of designed to befuddle and confused, confused. And you can sort of you walk through into the tent, and you can kind of look back, and you see still all of these swirling, confusing colors and images. So inside, just there are tall mirrors lining the walls of the tent. And uh, like I said before, each mirror reflects you in your youth. It's a maze of mirrors. And as you go through, uh, 
yeah, you just see yourself as a young child and then you see yourself as slightly older. And as you progress, you continue to get older until you are at your normal age. But the funny part is seeing True Shot, True Shot not there, but younger. Yeah. <laughs> much, much younger in this not, not being there. I... And uh, as you continue to progress, you see yourself as older than you are, growing old, you know, graying hair and all of these things. So what are y'all doing while you're in here? Well, I mean, I don't really know how to find a cub, so... Uh... I guess I'll actually try and I'm trying to play music that would be interesting to a cat. Um, so I guess I'll make a performance check. Okay. Uh, 16. It's a very lovely song and it echoes throughout these, these mirrored hallways in kind of disconcerting ways, making it even a little more like disorienting. I'm going to honker down a little bit and just kind of like, see if I can figure out what path would be best to take, like where, where a cub might wander into here and get lost. Um, oh, I'm also going to reach out and touch a mirror from time to time to see if same, my hand yeah. goes into them. Same thing. Okay. And can just kind of um, like tap uh, around and, and see if anything comes up as not a not actually a mirror. As as you touch the mirrors, they are you go through. They all feel like mirrors. Is our Zulfana or True Shot going to say what they saw when they came in here? Zulfana's mm, keeping that one to herself for right now because it weirded her out. Yeah. He, he will first wonder if the cat will be wearing a pig mask and then even think, <laughs> no, that's definitely not. Even he knows that's too ridiculous to even try to conclude to. So Moss is a little confused when she first walks in because she's expected there to be mirrors, but when she stares at the first few, she doesn't recognize the the girl she sees there. Mm-hmm. All she remembers is being alone in the woods and meeting puppy. But the girl who stares back at her seems very different. And so she's confused, but keeping it to herself also and assumes that there is some sort of witchcraft at play. So she's extra on guard. Okay. But mostly is focused on finding the cub. Um. So I will say that puppy, well, I'll say that Puppy continued to eventually follow you in, even though he didn't really want to, but he tracks the scent to a specific mirror after some twists and turns in the back. And this place is a little disorienting, but True Shot, you might realize that this is the mirror you were at before, where you saw that weird reflection of the girl in a mask. Okay, and do I see their reflections? Here. You just see the reflections of everyone here looking about their say their current age. This is like a clear, undistorted mirror. Do you share that you this is the mirror you're at before? <laughs> if I don't see anything strange, I don't uh, no, it's just I don't it's just normal reflections. Then and I, I don't think I would share that. I I assume Zulfana just does not know. <laughs> That this is the same mirror because you've yeah. been trying to navigate a maze. Yeah. But this is where puppy stops. Um, yeah. And then I'll walk forward and touch the mirror. It's a mirror. I see if there's any, like I push on it, see if there's any way that it moves or anything like that. Um, it's, it's pretty firmly in place. All of the mirrors are kind of uh, held up the, securely with some, some backing. It, 
I mean, it shifts a little, but it doesn't move like it's a door or anything like that. Hmm. Can we like do a perception check to look for anything weird um, in the space? Well, that I, might be I'm a clue? Just, I am just going to say to tell you that you have hit a dead end here for the moment. There are no further clues to be found here. So we don't spend, you know, an hour doing perception checks and trying <laughs> things. Uh, can I make an arcana check? Okay. Uh, what I want to do is think of, if I can think of there's any magic I've ever heard of that would involve doing something like going into a mirror or having beings in a mirror. Okay. Um, anyone can Natural make an arcana 20. check. Okay, yeah. 25 you, total. You are aware that mirrors can be portals to other places. You are aware that... Other dimensions, like the Feywild, there are places where the barrier between uh, worlds and uh, uh, parts of the Feywild can be thinner, and you can pass more easily from one to the other. And, uh, yeah, that was a really good roll. And uh, let's say, you know, usually there's some... Usually it's not just there when you walk in. Usually there's something you have to do. Maybe a key or a specific person or a specific gesture, or a specific phrase, or something. I, I, I relate to all this as musings while I'm staring at the mirror. I, I literally just say it all out loud, as you're, what you just said, I just said out loud while, while thinking. Okay. Hmm. But in terms of how to, if this is a, such a thing, I don't know how to get it open. Yeah, I don't know either. It's strange, too. Last time we were here, there was some like weird pig-faced girl in there, but no way to ask like her do anything about it. That oh, is yeah. a face girl. I don't know. the That little halfling that we chased in here, and he was standing in front of uh, this very same mirror, and there was the reflection had some uh, girl in there, and she was wearing like a pig mask or pig face, but I don't know. Probably not related. Oh, was that here? I didn't yeah. think that was here. I thought that was further away. No, yes. no, same mirror. She was whispering in the halfling's ear, scaring him. I she went away. Was he sitting or standing or what? He was standing, staring into the mirror. The pig-faced girl in the mirror was talking to the halfling. I hate yeah. magic. But talking to the halfling in the reflection. She was only re in the reflection. Okay. Uh, hmm. Well, I don't know how to make her come back, and it doesn't seem likely she's going to come back with all of us standing here. I don't want her to no. come back. She was terrifying. But she might have the cub. I didn't see the cub. Well, the cub might be further in? I, I don't I don't know. I don't think the mime is going to be of much help. I mean, we can certainly ask, but I don't see how he's going to give us any... Perhaps she told the halfling how to enter the mirror. Maybe she was trying to draw him in. Maybe. If they're still outside and haven't just run off already while we walked around in here. Hippolyta is, looks as downcast as anyone has seen her. Like, she's none of her usual anticness is happening. She just, just looks mm. dispirited. So are y'all going back out? It seems like we don't have much choice. Okay. Zultana, uh, of course, heads the wrong way. Hmm. There, are, there are enough of you in here that do have a sense of direction that I'm pretty sure you can find your way out again. And I'm going to say right here we're going to take, you know, a five-minute break. So everyone can have a bio break or grab a drink or whatever you need. Sounds okay. good. So everyone is standing outside the Hall of Illusions. Um, you see the two gnomes sitting, not gnomes, halflings, sitting in front of the uh, case where the where the Tasha 
figure was. And they're kind of smiling and laughing and talking amongst themselves. Not like Tasha's hideous laughter laughing, just kind of uh, cheerful. They're not, and, uh, they're not Campbell, close. Like when we got, when I came up, the thing tried to cast a spell on me. Are they that close to it? Um, they, they're sitting right kind of next to it. Okay. But I, I will inform you that once you have, uh, the spell has tried to affect you, this version of it cannot affect you again for the 24 hours. Okay. Then I will go up to them. I will go with my sister. Both I and puppy are feeling very unsettled from what's been transpiring. So we kind of wander away and go sit under a tree for a few minutes. So we're doing our own thing for a bit. It's pretty unsettling. While you all walk past Candlefoot tries to wipe, to wave you down. I stop and give, give the head tilt. He's been writing on his paper that uh, Alistair gave him. And he hands it to you looking very, very serious. I hand the paper to Alistair since it was his paper. <laughs> I, I look at it. Um, so he's written down that this afternoon, well before the show opened, he was talking to his girlfriend. There's a question mark after girlfriend. Palasha, who's a performer in the show. And suddenly he just couldn't speak anymore. He doesn't know what happened, but he just couldn't get words out and he still can't get words out and he's like waving his arms in front of you he's very distressed okay i relay that i've gone off on my own so I, i'm not <laughs> paying attention right now is anyone else there i've gone directly to the halflings and am observing them in their uh, happiness anyone, anyone who is not who has gone over to the halflings who did not make a wisdom save earlier which i think was just it was just me and Alistair. Was it a couple times? Yeah. yeah. Any, anyone else has to make a wisdom save. All right. So I, I turn while they're doing the saves. I turn to uh, nope. the, the candle foot here. Um, so her name okay. is Pelagra, and she works. She's a performer at the show, you said? Uh, Palasha is what's written down. Palasha, and he okay. nods. Okay. Uh, we might speak to her, see if she knows what's and going on. And he sort on. of... He sort of goes up onto his toes and like swishes back and forth with his arms kind of waving. Do you want to do an insight check to see if you have any idea what's happening? She's a dancer? He shakes his head. She's not a dancer. Uh, he grabs he grabs for the paper again. Yep, I, I hand another okay. piece of paper. Not a very good one. He writes merfolk on the paper. Merfolk, okay. Singer and singer. Does she, she points, does she know about the question mark here? <laughs> like, does she know? She shrugs. Okay. He he writes again. She was very upset when I stopped talking. As one would assume. Um. Hmm. I don't suppose you made any deals with like sea witches. He she looks kind of puzzled and shakes his head. It just it's a thing that happens around mer people sometimes. Just wanted to get that out of the way. Well, I'll be right back. And I. I turn and head over to the half. <laughs> um, so who who failed their save? Uh, I did. Sana failed. Yep. Uh, True shot succeeded. Moss, were you going over there? Or were you keeping? No, Moss is Moss is over by the trees by herself. I'm, I'm okay. not talking to the halflings. Uh, so Zoltana, you just start laughing. You can't help it. You were laughing so hard, you can just hardly breathe like that level of hysterical laughter. You fall on the ground with laughter, and you just, you cannot stop. And this will last for a full minute. 
and I kind of like as as we walk back over because that's where uh, Hippolyta was headed. I just kind of look down and I it will pass. Breathe, you'll be fine. And well, I carry on to the halfling. There is a way to end it quicker. Um, I could stab you if you want me to stab you. Think about it. Otherwise, just you know, keep laughing for a minute. I rapidly shake my head. It doesn't have to be me. Somebody else could stab you if there's somebody you trust more. Or you could stab yourself. This spell does not actively harm you, though it's kind of weird and uncomfortable, and you cannot do anything else while you're laughing. Okay, I go over, now that we've established that to the half, about the the spell, I get over to the halflings. Uh, Yes, hello. Uh, We didn't meet earlier. I'm Hippolyta. This is my brother, Alistair. I bow. And uh, the woman says, yes, yes, thank you. Thank you, Alistair. That was... I appreciate you staying with me. That was fun. Sometimes the carnival seems to play mean tricks, and she looks up at the statue, kind of frowning. Yes. Um, speaking of mean tricks the carnival plays, uh, nice segue there. I, I am sorry. I don't know your name, sir. Um, so the man is Reuben, and the woman is... What is the woman's name? The woman is Ween. Okay. Ruben, and we'll keep that in mind. Uh, Ruben, I, I, when you were inside the tent, uh, did anything strange happen to you? It's, someone was trying to talk to me. I was just, the mirrors are very unsettling, but one of them, I stood in front of and someone was trying to talk to me. I think she wanted me to come with her. Did she say anything in particular? Like, can, can you remember? It's a little foggy after coming out of there, and he looks back to the to the Hall of Illusions and kind of does a little shudder. I'm sure she wanted me to come with her, but she wasn't a very pleasant person, I don't think. I've never met anyone inside a mirror, so I don't really... Hard to judge, yes, hard to judge, I understand. Yeah, yeah. All right, Uh, I'm going to make an insight check to see if I think he's hiding anything from me. I will join. Okay. Okay. That's a big old eight. I am not very insightful. I got an 18. Well, you both think he's on the up and up. Well, I mean, thanks. Alistair, because he Alistair because he doesn't really know any better. And, well, you tell me, Alistair, would you be more inclined to trust someone or would you be more inclined to distrust someone? Well, according to the code, I should always trust somebody <laughs> unless they show me a reason. Okay, then you you believe him. He's upfront and earnest. And um, Hippolyta, you also think he's he does not appear to be hiding anything. He Do I, I get be... the sense that he's probably too traumatized to be lying to me? Yeah, that's probably it. He's he's pretty upset. He's not oh. he's not inventing stories. Gotcha. Well, thank you, Ruben. Uh, Ween. I hope things go better for you from here. Uh, you know, maybe stay away from mirrors and and statues uh, of people. I I, I don't. Uh, know. Y- y- yeah, I'm not no longer a fan of mirrors. But thank you. And the woman is wearing a ring now on her hand, and they're both in pretty good spirits, except when you mentioned the um, evil mirrors. mirrors and, yeah, yeah, the evil mirrors. All right. Well, I I give him a like kind of a nice stately bow and uh, gesture to to Alistair um, to head back over to Candlefoot. One thing: anyone who walked up to the statue, give me a history check. I'm gonna roll. I'm tired of you. <laughs> I got a 22 on the digital dice. (laughs) I got a 17. 18. Um, True Shot, did you walk up there as well? I think you did. I got a negative one on history. I I don't think I know. (laughs) (laughs) Might roll a 20. You never know. Um, So, Hippolyta and um, 
Alistair and Zilthana. All of you, looking at the statue, you are aware that Tasha was one of the names reputedly, reportedly used by Igwild, the Witch Queen, a legendary archmage. You just kind of file that away in your head, kind of looking at the statue. And well, hmm. I've heard of her because I am, I know the spell. Yeah. So yeah, it's she's she is famous. One might say infamous, but mm. yes, I, I have I've heard the name Tasha. But you know she's connected to this famous archmage, or she reportedly is the same as this famous archmage. Makes sense. So where are we going from here? Uh, well, we can go talk to the the uh, Mer person. Or we could try uh, and sneak in into the uh, staff area, so to speak, and, and listen in. I don't know how stealthy y'all are. I will say, down to the south of you, along the path, there is a racetrack set up. And you do hear some, like, delighted screams. Right in front of you, there's a big area with trees and tiny houses. Um, and you were appointed, to find Palasha, you were appointed all the way across the carnival where the lake is. There's the whole carnival is surrounded by a winding river. And on one side, the river kind of turns into a big lake. And if you wanted to try and see the staff area or the dressing room, they're all behind the big top. Well, I don't know how stealthy anybody else here is. I'm reasonably stealthy. I um, am theoretically good at stealth, but I have disadvantage because I'm wearing chainmail. I am extremely good at stealth, I think. But have I stopped laughing yet? Probably been. A uh, you would have stopped laughing at this point. It takes one minute, sixty, like literally sixty seconds. Excellent. I'm reasonably stealthy. So after we came out of the hollow illusion, I kind of wandered away because both Puppy and I are very rattled. So we kind of just absented ourselves for a while, and Puppy, like, kind of give her a a snack from my satchel, mm -hmm. and we just sort of sit again. I give her some pets, and I'm just sort of muttering like, "This feels." This feels wrong. A cub belongs with family. This feels so wrong. And I'm just very unsettled by the whole idea of this this abandoned child disconnected from, from her mother. And Puppy is rattled from the, the Hall of Mirrors and also picking up on my discomfort. So we just sit alone for a little while, and once I've calmed down, I've rejoined the group. Okay. When everyone is reconvened, Hippolyta's uh, like, all right, uh, I am not very good at telling people what to do. Well, actually, I'm great at telling people to do, but I'm not good at actually coming up with plans. Um, one one minute before we do this, I actually forgot that Candlefoot actually knows one more thing that he okay. did not tell you. Candle keep Candlefoot, come turn him back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just you know, imagine he told you this before, or yeah, we'll say he just he wrote it on the other side. He wrote it on the other side of the paper, and then we finally turned it over. <laughs> He, he just kind of thought that maybe this is important. He comes up with up to you and sort of like bobs his head and kind of flaps his arms. Okay, we'll I, hand him the paper back. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not trying to interpret his miming anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, someone came up with a practical solution. And he scribbles down, Kinku Troublemaker has uh, been causing mischief in the carnival. Okay, so the carnival's got a Mitch. Got it. And, yeah. <laughs> Does the I, does, does the Kenku have a name? Uh, Candlefoot does not know. Is are there Just, more than one Kenku? Not that he's aware of, and he doesn't know if the Kenku did this to him. Just that there is a Kenku causing trouble. Maybe that's related to any of this. Mm. And uh, no one's 
everyone's had trouble finding her. The staff have been keeping an eye out, but no one can find her. I look at the group. Well, it would appear that we have several tasks that we can engage in. Candlefoot wants us to talk with his question mark girlfriend. Uh, perhaps they have more information, or perhaps he just wants to make sure that she's not angry with him. I am uncertain. My sister deals with emotion stuff. Um, we have the cub to find still, and we apparently also have a Kenku troublemaker. I can't help but feel that all of this is why we're that things are out of whack and maybe fix them, we can get back lost. Or if not, it would make for a very good bargaining chip when making a demand on this card. This sounds I just reasonable. I just don't want to leave a little child lost from its mother. That just doesn't... No, I don't want to do that. Oh, we, we are going to find the child. Or the yeah, cub. I'm just saying I don't, I don't care about leverage. Uh, uh, that sounds like a lie, sister. I don't care about leverage against someone who isn't you. More reasonable. But my point isn't, my point is merely just let's, I was thinking we could have people who are good at being unseen and unheard attempt to gather more information. As we were, as the uh, Displacer Beast told us, the uh, people who head up this carnival might let something slip if they don't know they're being listened to. And then we could make said, better plans. She did say she was, she was worried they were on edge about something and she did not know what. I, I think that would be a wise place but to start. So that would be near but the big are, top? Yeah, behind the big top. They, She did not think they would just talk to you. So she suggested maybe you could find a way to listen to them. And we might make it easier for ourselves if we uh, can dress ourselves in a way to look more like carnival people. I have disguised self, so I could do that. I can assist with sneaking, but I do not believe in disguises. Well, you know, we have multiple p possible approaches here. But yeah, I could cast Disguise Self to look like I belong back there. I am possibly too straightforward. Yeah, I would. I wasn't going to ask you. Sorry, I'm looking I'm looking to see if I have anything useful. <laughs> I could, if I took off my armor, I could sneak a little better. This chain is easy as I sneak. I'm sort of stealthy. I'm good with, I'm especially good with perception and survival. So once I am somewhere, I think I'll be good at picking up information. But I I only have plus two on stealth. Yeah, I have a plus six. Same. Why don't um, Zill, uh, Zill and I, we could get back there. Um, I don't think I can cast Disguise Self on somebody else. I think I have to cast it on myself. Yeah, I just, can probably I sneak around in the, the foliage if you want to try yeah. to do the Disguise for yours. Yeah. Yeah, I can I, I can disguise myself as somebody who looks like they belong, and I can just use my stealth check to, uh, like, you know, don't I'm flying casual. Don't, don't mind me. Whereas you can try the um, more woodsy approach. Okay, so y'all are walking towards the big top. You've been told yeah. there's a staff oh. area behind the big top. Or mm -hmm. it's just the two of them? Well, I thought everybody Is could it? come or with are us. We all going? I thought everybody could come with us, and then the two of us could go in, and then if you hear, like, you know, there, get them, you could come. More okay. or less, yeah. <laughs> That's usually how, how Alistair and I do it. Although with a lot of get thems. Well, that's when you fail to talk yourself out of the predicament you're in. I fail to talk myself out of the, you get me. Anyway, uh, mm -hmm. yes. Right. So, to the big top. <laughs> so there are two areas here. Are you going inside the, inside the big top? There's a kind of staff only tent or staff only part of the tent kind of roped off from the rest of it. And behind the big top, there is a staff area that uh, Delagram told you about. And I can go in the 
part inside the tent because I can, again, I can disguise myself to look like one of the people who belongs mm -hmm. there. Uh, and then, yep. you know, Zill can do the outside. I can go in the trees. Uh, so what are we, what are we trying to first? I'll try climbing Let's... up. Um, since there's a cluster of three wagons. Well, well... I have to tell you something before you get to this cluster of wagons. Go ahead. Um, around, around the staff area, there is a wall of thorns. Um, you can maybe kind of, if you climb something, see over it just barely into oh. where the wagons are. But there is a wall of tangled thorns that surrounds the whole thing. How tall? Um, it's 20 feet high and 5 feet thick. That is a hefty wall. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty hefty wall. Are y'all right. like watching? Are y'all watching over here or what? So I could propose this. I don't know if you'll let this happen, but uh, <laughs> Haragon had this wonderful ability where we can jump 10 feet straight up or 10 feet away. So I was wondering if I okay. could grab my sister, jump 10 feet, and let her launch herself up 10 feet so she can get a view over the wall. But. I don't um, need to do any of that because I'm going through the big top disguised to try and just walk in. Or I could do I could just not, throw somebody else up. I don't care. I would require an acrobatics check from both of you. Okay, well I have plus six with it. I can do that, yeah. Um, but there is a tree outside the wall from the looks of it. Is that correct? Yeah, it's like right yeah, next to the staff area, there's a big tree right next to it. The map doesn't even show the wall. No, maybe that is supposed to be the wall. I assumed that's what uh, that yeah. was around it. Yeah. And there's a tree literally right there. Yes, there is a tree. So let's see if I can do a successful acrobatics to get in the tree. Uh, well, I just rolled a 25, so I can get oh, wow. you up there. Okay, so yeah, you can climb the tree. Easy. Easy mode. Excellent. I, I, I literally just deposit you into the tree and land back down. Great. <laughs> Of course, Grace. Oh. Then I can I use the tree to get over the thorn wall. Um, I think I mean you are, you can be above it. I don't think you can just. It's a twenty feet high and five foot thick, but you could probably yeah. look into the area from up yeah. from atop the tree. So let's do. You can. I mean, you could instead. you could try to jump, but I think that would be a challenge, and you would also fall at least twenty feet in that case. Yeah. Which would hurt you and possibly cause a noise. Yeah, I was trying to see if I could jump over on top of one of the wagons, but that's that's definitely uh, you're right. Um, so that that fall would do two d six bludgeoning damage to you, Oof, which no. could could actually potentially kill you at level one if it were like a max <laughs> roll. perfect roll. Yeah. So yeah. I did a thirteen stealth to hide in the leaves and observe the staff area. Okay, let me... Uh, well, the person who is guarding back there rolled a nine to detect you, so they do not see you. You can... You have a good look at the staff area. Um, so While that's happening, see... I'm going... I'm literally physically trying to walk through the big top disguised to get into the staff area. Okay, so you're disguised just as a carnival hand? Yeah, I mean, literally anybody who looks like they'd be back there. Okay, yeah, we're, there, there are lots of carnival hands. Um, okay, so uh, you walk into the big top. Doesn't actually require a ticket being checked or anything like that. And, of course, you look like staff, so you just stroll in. That's a 26 uh, out of natural 20 on my stealth roll to, to be like okay. acting like I'm, you know, don't pay casually. attention to me. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I don't know what's yeah. going on. I never rolled this many 20s ever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you stroll in without any problem. Uh, in the middle of the big top, there's a goblin juggler who's juggling items tossed at her by the crowd, and everyone is really keen on watching this. So you just sneak around them quietly, and um, there's kind of at the back of the tent, there's a backstage area where um, two carnival hands are standing there, yeah, guarding the area, but you just... The two of them are bickering back and forth over the axe and which one's better. And so they they aren't paying a lot of attention and you just slip in like a shadow. Um, the dressing room is a scene of colorful clutter. Tables are strewn with makeup kits and glass jewelry. Mirrors trimmed with glowing orbs of lights. Chests and drawers and wardrobes spilling over with garments. You actually do not see anyone back here. Not right now. Okay, I will try to find a nice place to hide. Okay, you're just gonna hide and wait for someone. I mean, like I've the, we were told that they might come back here and talk about their stuff, so I'm gonna give them a few minutes before I give up on this. So I will, yeah, um, go okay. hide somewhere. Okay, after a couple of minutes, um, a couple of uh, the goblin who is performing on stage comes back grumbling about you know the the carnival the carnival workers have been kind of a sour mood lately uh there's a carnival hand with them and they're just kind of talking about how the mood among the workers hasn't been great lately there have been some like Duraglum's tub disappeared and that is you know kind of a downer and just all of these little unfortunate happenings going along and they're just concerned and a little grouchy i suppose clearly none of this has affected them personally but everyone else being sad is really making them kind of sad and that's a big problem you you know how people are that's all i get though yeah you just get uh carnival performers talking amongst themselves all right uh i spend like five minutes just waiting around seeing if mm -hmm. i hear anything else and if, if that doesn't happen i will make my way out yeah, you maybe hear a couple of other carnival workers going about their business, but they don't, no one is giving away anything that's super, super juicy. All right, I'll make my way out and head for the uh, place where I know everybody was going to try the other approach. Okay, so I just have to find this page again. You head back towards the staff area. Um, da -da. Now, while you've been watching, everyone else has been watching the staff here, you can see that as a carnival hand approaches it, the thorns open up into a doorway, and they walk through, and then it closes behind them again. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? So, as carnival workers go up to the wall of thorns, the thorns part and make a doorway that's five feet wide, eight feet tall, plenty to get a person through. So... A carnival worker walks up and, uh, you know, basically a door opens in the wall. They go inside and it closes back up into a solid wall behind them. Yeah, I'm going to assume that's something that they have something on them that tells it to do that because I'm not going to just walk up to a giant wall and find out if it will open for me because I'm disguised <laughs> as a carnival worker. Uh, and someone attempts to, like, pickpocket a carnival worker and I mean, I can try. grab something on their person. Let me see what my sleight of hand is. Side of hands a plus four. I could give it a shot. I mean, if it doesn't work out, it's going to be a problem. 
<sighs> but yeah, I can I can brush up and get somebody on my way out and see if I can find anything on them that might be doing that. I mean, that's just that seemed like the most obvious thing to. Do. Oh, here we go. Okay, I will tell you that What's you a have noticed an you have noticed an emblem that most of them are wearing, like attached to their jackets or worn around their necks or something like that. Well, you, you can tell me if that seventeen got it because I rolled a seventeen on my sleight of hand. And I rolled a straight 18 on whether you were noticed. Okay, I'm noticed then. Uh, uh, so, yes, they, they turn this carnival hand. You know, a tall elven woman turns and looks at you with a very stern look. And I will, I will be like, oh, I'm sorry. Did I brush into you? And I will make a performance. I, I, you want know, performance or deception? I got both. Deception. There we go. That's an 18 on my deception. <laughs> um... Yeah, and I rolled a seven on insight to tell if you were lying. So uh, they sort of scowl at you and said, be more careful and walk away. Carefulness is appropriate. I'm going to cast Mage Hand. <laughs> she turns okay. away. Okay. And I'm going to try and get it again. <laughs> okay. Off the same uh, person? Yep. Okay, you need to do... Wait, hang on. Your Mage Hand is visible, correct? Yes, no. it is. The mage hand is invisible. The spell casting might be. Isn't the mage hand like a visible hand? A spectral hand? floating hand appears at a point you choose within range. They, it says spectral and yeah, floating. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, but it's like uh, it's rogues that have a special thing that makes it invisible, isn't it? I think spectral would not necessarily mean invisible. Spectral isn't invisible. Yeah. Um, it's not like unseen servant. All right. Well, then I'm yeah, not going to do that. Then if it's going to be visible. And I'm not sure if a mage hand can be particularly stealthy, but I do think it's invisible. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to do it if it would just be visible. Okay. It's, it's pointless. So yeah, I just head out then since I didn't get it. Um, okay. I will say, um, Zulfana, you were watching from the tree. Give me a perception check. Nine. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I am not rolling well today. Matt is the only one capable of rolling well tonight. So I will say you do notice someone patrolling the area back there, uh, a big bulky guy who is wearing a pumpkin on his head as like a helmet. That seems weird, but you don't like everything else is just right over your head. There are some wagons back there and there's a guard, at least one guard that you have noticed because that pumpkin thing, that's, that's odd. This is just too indirect for Alistair's taste. Like, is it like the headless horseman with the the pumpkin, or like an open face kind of thing? Or it is like a, it's it's they're using it as a helmet. I'll say you can tell because you're watching them going back and forth. It has like eyes carved into it, like a jack lantern, but the lower part is open, and there is a head under there. Okay, since I'm not seeing anything, um, I'm still up in this tree. Do I need to do an acrobatics to jump down? Like, jump down to the party, not jump down over the wall of the horns. Uh, do acrobatics or athletics to get down? Nine again. Oh, oh Good boy. night. Hold on. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see if I can compensate. <laughs> That's a 21. To, try to, to what, catch, jump up and catch her? To, to catch me? As, yeah. as, I, as I notice that she's, like, falling instead of, like, trying to get out. Like, I see, like, she's trying to leave. Uh, slips, falls, and I just literally leap into the air and grab her and just put her back down on the ground. Okay, good job. I will say you both take one point of damage from, like, this mid-air collision. That's fine. 
And okay. I just, I just kind of like, I don't even say anything. I just look at you and I put you down very gently and then I walk away. Thank you. Well, you look at that, I say as I come walking up. My brother actually touched another human being. No, you're an elf, right? I am not a human. That's why I said you're an elf, right? Yes. And I There are guards back there. Oh, is that why you're back? Did you fail? Again. I mean, I walked in. I listened around. Nobody said much of anything. You weren't gone very long. Because no one is saying much of anything. They're unhappy that everyone is unhappy. The uh, two... The people who run this place were not there. Hmm. But I mean, you want to try and sneak in next time, go for it. I'm sure that would be quite successful. Perhaps I'll try one. Perhaps you will. Or perhaps you just glower at people and be that, sullen about it. That does seem more like. I, I will say before we spend like the rest of our time trying to sneak in and out of places, um, there's no one but carnival performers and carnival hands in the big top right now. Yeah, but I was going past like i was going into the staff area of the big tent yeah it, doesn't into the staff that... area behind the bag yeah yes i mean there were carnival staff back there but there was mr witch and mr light are not there this yeah at this time i'll be up front i don't know what to do here i don't there doesn't seem to be any way to progress uh, the, there's no way to get into the mirror that we know of uh nobody seems willing to tell us what's happening um or doesn't know. Uh, it just perhaps you weren't meant to reclaim this thing. Shall we talk to the mermaid? That is basically all I've got left. There is also find the cub. We don't have any way to do that. We would not have felt compelled to come back here. I th- if there was. I did not feel compelled to come back here. And I felt compelled I to stay still, away. And I still believe that you are lying. However, moving on. Uh, while y'all are standing back here, you hear carnival barkers out in the street saying. Come to the Big Top Extravaganza! One hour! The most magnificent fights you've seen! And just repeating themselves. Wait, they say fights? Sights. Sights. Oh, sights. I was about to say, (laughs) Alistair would have totally just walked over and said, I wish to participate, (laughs) please. Fights are a slightly different tone. Uh, No, I mean, perhaps the... uh, I'm still disguised. Uh, let me see how long that lasts. I think an hour. I believe that we should probably talk with the mer person. Yeah, one hour. And then I think we are meant to see the show. Onwards then. I, I will note as DM, there are a huge number of areas that you have not explored. Sure. But we can only go, we can only go where the cookies lead us. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, well, we've passed a lot of... It's quarter past four on my time, and I have to be done by yeah. five. Because we have, we have dinner, so... Uh, yeah, I think we're going to go to the half hour, and so right. we about 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm just letting you know. So It's, let's... it's Thanksgiving <laughs> up here, so. Oh. All right, well, let's get this done then. Let's, Alistair will start trot- uh, like trudging over to uh, where the mermaid is supposed to be. Uh, she is back at the lake, which is kind of around the corner from the big top. Uh, as you walk over there, you see the carousel. And a lot of little booths and stands. As you pass one of the booths, hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna force Alistair to do something fun. Okay. If I can find it. I'm intrigued. <laughs> As you pass the booth, oh my god, you see a bunch of like carnival games and contests, and one of them is labeled goblin wrestling. A big sign. 
and there's kind of a bulky there there are several like muscled up goblins sitting inside like fighting like wrestling with people okay mm-hmm. and there are other carnival games too there's a ring toss. There's a uh, all sorts of different things. Ooh, trick shot! You should do the ring toss. What does one right. win for wrestling a goblin? The satisfaction. Um, <laughs> well, you you win a prize ticket, which uh, makes me roll on a d8, or you roll on a d8 to figure out what prize you've gotten. Okay, so Alistair sees this. This is something up his alley. My sister says I never do anything fun. Fine, and I will walk over and. Yes, by all means, go up to them and glower at them and say, I wish to have fun. That'll work. <laughs> I present my ticket uh, and I present my ticket or the, I assume to be punch. I wish to wrestle a goblin. Yeah. The, <laughs> the person outside is, has been yelling, strong folks, test your mettle in a goblin wrestle. And you walk up kind of in the middle of them saying that and just kind of barge in basically without talking to them or hardly talking to them. Uh, you get your ticket punched and go in. And what size is Alistair? Medium. Are you medium? Yep. Okay. He's a medium um, size bunny. So you, because you're medium size, you have to wrestle two goblins and you have to pin one of them down. Okay. All right. I'm so just... this is basically going to be a contested strength check. Okay. Uh, 18. They get advantage. Two. What's that? They should get advantage because there's two of them. I have no clue what the book says because I have purposely not been reading the adventure. I'm just saying if there's two guys trying to wrestle you, they should get advantage. Yeah, they're flanking. Yeah, I think. But I've rolled a, I rolled an 18 plus two. So, so you got um, a 20 total. Where did I put my D20? Wow. Uh, wow, and they did not roll. Well, that is a total of 12. I'll use, oh. I'll use one to pin the other. <laughs> Squeeze that goblin! Yeah. Get him, brother! So I, explain how you, exactly how you were pinning this, go- so this goblin down. I, I, I basically let them circle around me, and I, I like have my hands at my side. I'm not making any visible stance or anything like that. And as soon as they lunge at me, I duck back behind like where they were aiming at, grab one, force it into the other, put them both down on the ground like as they collide into each other, and just stand on top of both of them, and then just fold my arms around my chest. Badass bunny. And it, there are a few uh, observers around here, and they are just, there's like, when you do this, there's just silence for a second, and then they like, Roar and clap, and uh, the goblin who punched your—the <laughs> goblin who punched your ticket—is just like staring at you with their mouth open. And I, I have never seen that before. I, I, I look over at him. I assume that means I win, and I can get off of these goblins now. Yes, yes, they would appreciate it. I get off the goblins, and I help both of them up. I brush both of them off. I bow to both of them, and I walk over. Prize, please. Okay. They, they kind of bow uncertainly in return. Uh, you, I'm going to say for that impressive act of strength, you will get two rolls on the for carnival prizes. Roll me two d8s and tell me what each of them gives you. You're always so good at squeezing. I got a four and a one. Uh, so, oh shit, I need to make a second roll here. Uh, the four, you get a bottle of Witchlight Wine. While the bottle is uncorked, it plays calliope music until it is emptied of wine. And for the other one, for the other one, you get a pair of tinted glasses 
the lenses are so dark that if you try to put them on, you actually cannot see through them. Huh. I have a feeling that that'll come in useful. Um, I, as I retrieve my prizes, I walk over to my sister. I hand her the bottle of wine and I lean in and in a whisper, I wish I could do this. Yes, I wish so too, because I don't like wine. Uh, I know what you mean. I, I'm here, aren't I? We'll get you straight away and then we leave before anything else happens to anybody else who doesn't want it to happen to them. Deal? And then I put the glasses away in like a little fold inside of my, uh, my robes. So also on this walkway, there are a few other carnival games. There is the Almirage Ring Toss. Catch the dragon by the tail, guess the number of feathers, and outstare the Cyclops. If anyone would like to do a carnival game. I, I guess I could try to outstare a Cyclops. What? Who, I don't really who know doesn't want to outstare Cyclops? Don't, I probably am not going to be able to pull that off. Shouldn't, but sure. I, and, and I, I, point to the, I point to the vampire after, as, after you like move after, wouldn't the vampire be better at a gazing contest? I don't know. <laughs> are vampires good at staring at things? Yeah, that's what the books say. What book have you been reading that says vampires are good at staring at things? You, know you don't. Collection. You don't read things. You I was don't read about, for fun. I was thinking those glasses would be perfect for out staring at Cyclops. Oh, good point. Does he wear, Does he have the glasses on his person? I do. Yeah. Do you have them on your person, or do you have them in a bag or something? I have them in like my bag, like in like in like a fold inside of my robe. I, I hold out my hand. Glasses? I want them back, and I hand them over. You hear someone shouting out, What do you do when the eye of the Cyclops falls upon you? You stare right back if you've got the stamina. Okay, I, I, just, I, hand, I hand the punch ticket. Punch me, please. Okay. I'm totally asking you to actually punch. <laughs> uh, he, he punches your ticket. So this is going to be a constitution check, and... Oh, I'm terrible at those. I'm going to say no glasses because you uh, put on the, if you put on the glasses, he's like, nope, nope, we got to see those eyes. Right, we can't fine. tell if you're staring if we can't see those eyes. Ooh. There, there Ooh. is a cyclops standing here, but it is an illusionary cyclops. It is not a real cyclops that is going to hulk out and cyclops you or whatever. Yeah, constitution is not my forte, so yeah. really this is not going to work out great, but sure, whatever. For fun. You like fun. Um, and this is just a straight constitution check. DC 14. Nope, 12 didn't make it. So you, the Cyclops stares at you and you just... This is unpleasant. Yeah, you just have to close your eyes. I No, I just straight up look away. I'm like, nope, he wins, I'm out. <laughs> like, I don't even take it. Like, literally, I sit down, it starts, I'm like, nope, I am out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even, like, yeah, no, no blinking, nothing. I just get, I'm, I'm out. I'm like... <laughs> Super fast. Uh, so like, the, the that wasn't fun at all. This, the person at the front of this just kind of stares at you as you just walk out, and they're like, "Nice." Oh, I know. I, I don't just ride, walk, I don't I storm guess. out. I go. I'm sorry. No, that that does not work for me. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not rude about it. I just like, oh nope 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 nope. nope. Like I don't know if you know this about bunnies, but they don't like you know f relatively dis you know, distinct physical stuff. I'm like nope. <laughs> Give me a little bit of a foot hop as I jump out of there. Nope nope nope. That's uncomfortable. I don't like that at all. And here's your glasses back. They wouldn't let me wear them. Thank you. And I put them back. Uh, anybody else want to do anything? Moss, true shot, I want to try to. It was catch a dragon by the tail. Catch a dragon by the tail. Oh yes. That you hear someone. You hear someone yelling, prizes, 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 catch the fairy dragon by the tail and win a piece of its hoard. 
So Moss is very intrigued by creatures of all kinds, feathered, furry, scaly. So she wanders up to the to the booth and holds out her ticket. Okay, and they explain to you that you have to be, while you're blindfolded and standing in this closed-off area, you must grab the tail of a giggling fairy dragon that's fluttering around. You have three chances to succeed on a perception check to tell where this fairy dragon is and snatch it. Okay, so I nod and take the blindfold and enter the arena and and you this is a dc 18 perception check you have three tries how is that different from just normally clicking perception oh you just click it three times okay so you just have three chances to get this okay uh the first one's 22 uh yeah that gets it you you i'm I'm very uh, very aware (laughs) you stand there and just listen and you hear the dragon when it giggles next to you and you just snatch it out of the air and it leaks as you grab at it and it kind of slithers out of your grasp pretty quickly because it did not like that but you caught the thing very impressive so i give a little wave to the dragon no hard feelings and (laughs) you also get two prizes for catching it on the first try and you need to roll me uh, roll me a d8 and then another d8, and that's um, you get just those straight dice by looking by clicking on the dice in the lower left hand corner. Go there and ah. click on the d8, and just do that twice. So we get two rolls of the d8. All right, Fab. Uh, I got a one and oh. a four. That's what I rolled. So for the four. For the four, you get another bottle of wine that plays Calliope music when you open it up. And for the one, I have to make a secondary roll to see what you've got. And one of them, you get a conch shell that's pearly opalescent, filled with rainwater collected. Wait, I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong thing. A conch (laughs) shell that laughs when you hold it to your ear. Man, everything's laughing today. Tinkling distant sound of laughter if you hold it to your ear. Okay. Well, I take my prizes, and when I go ahead and hold the shell to my ear and it laughs, I find myself giggling with it because I think I'm still amused by everything. Uh, Um, Yes, all for the duration of the carnival. Okay. Oh, boy. This is going to be confusing. So I giggle a little, but I also find that the idea of holding the shell to my ear is very foreign. It doesn't seem like something I've really done very frequently, but I pocket that and the wine. I am undecided about when I'm going to enjoy that, but I'm excited for the music. So I pocket everything and slink away and rejoin Puppy outside of the store. Okay, anybody else? Rofana or yes. shot? I would love that. What were the games again? Okay. There's Amaraj Ring Toss, Catch the Dragon by the Tail, Goblin Wrestling, Guess the Number of Feathers, and Outstare the Cyclops. Uh, Ring Toss, please. Okay. Uh, you go up to the booth where someone is shouting, This Amarage is no Mirage! Adorn its horn with two or three rings to win a prize! 
And what you were doing is you were tossing rings over the horn of a wooden statuette of an Alp Mirage, which is a bunny, cr- bunny-like creature that has like a unicorn horn. They do okay. know these don't actually exist, right, sister? I hold out my ticket to get punched. Okay. And what am I rolling? You need to get a DC 17 dexterity check. You get three chances. All right, just a normal check, not a saving throw? Not a saving throw, just a normal check. Excellent. And just click it three times. So the first is an 11, no. Nope, that one goes wide. 16? Uh, No, it needs to be a 17. Close, but not quite. 16 takes me to a 20. Yes, so the last ring, you toss it and get it right on there. And, yes, you win a carnival prize. Roll a D8 to see what you have got. Five. A five. You get a replica of a unicorn horn that is filled with candy. Ooh. And, you know, what kind of candy does Zilfana like or did Zilfana like at one point? That is an excellent question. Um... It it is. I'll say it's full of whatever kind of candy or sweet treat Zoltana likes most. I will think on this. <laughs> okay, yeah, it is. It is delicious sweet candy, definitely for sure. So, True Shot, did you want to do anything? I'll do that last game, the feathers one. The feathers. This one. Uh, the barker outside says, birds of a feather? How about feathers of a bird? Step right up and guess how many feathers festoon this fiendish fowl. And uh, you get three tries to guess the number of feathers on a group of caged cockatrices. Cockatrices. Wow, I'm sure I'm not saying that right. This is an intelligence check. So it is probably the worst one for you to do. <laughs> um, um, actually, I think this is like perfect for him. It is a DC 18 intelligence check. All right. So, okay. How many uh, cockatrices are there in there? There are, it just says a group of them, but it's just an intelligence check from you. All right. Here we go. Oh, oh my gosh. I got a natural 20. <laughs> that, that is a natural wow. for a 19. Wow. You just have like the insight to like, just look at these cockatrices and like estimate how many feathers are on them. I, I was going, I was ready for humor there where he was going to guess five on a group. <laughs> oh. Um, so yes, for getting it on the first try, you get two prize rolls. So give me two D eight rolls. One. Man, y'all keep rolling and ones that require me to pull up this table somewhere in the book. And a two. Eight. A two like is a wooden, a wooden wand with eight charges. It it, it can cast the prestidigitation, uh, prestidigitation. Whoa, prestidigitation <laughs> cantrip. Wow, uh, I should not try to say that quickly. Eight charges. It cannot be recharged. So you have eight casts of prestidigitation to be used at your leisure. And oh gosh. And we are at the uh, half hour mark. Yes. I was just going to roll for what this other prize was, but I have to find a table, which I can't find. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, is the other prize is a another wand, and it's just, it's a magnet. 
shaped like a wand. It's a weak magnet. So whatever you could think to do with a magnet, you now have a magnet. And um, yes, now we've all played carnival games and we are going to call it a day. Uh, we will be back with another Witchlight game next month. And we also have another D&D game coming up next weekend, also Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Central, where Matt is going to DM the, com the conclusion, or heading to the conclusion, of our Reatown game, which I think is going to be very exciting. So thank you all for listening, and no pressure. we will see you next week. <laughs> yeah, no pro it's going to be exciting. I just know it is. Uh -huh. it, it is yeah. no pressure because you run brilliant and amazing games. So obviously it's going to be great. I just know that. Okay. I will be spending <laughs> the next week, you know, in a paradoxical of fear. Uh. <laughs> All right. And I think you're just going to do gonna a regular. Be, it's going to be great. All right. I'm sure it will as well. And just as a reminder out there, folks, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means this podcast and many like it and all those fun little side projects we get to do. Site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to our podcast, a better chance at having your questions answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. And thank you very much, Liz, for running today's game. It was a ton of fun. Here, here. Yeah, this is fun. Thank, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for playing. More adventures soon. More adventures soon.